That's pretty cool. Yeah, I know, right? Pennyworth. Here comes the intro. Three, two. You have to unmute yourself, Anthony. What's going on, everybody? Cali Death Podcast back once again, episode 105. Did they hear you telling me to? Yeah, that, for whatever reason, it says I'm a guest now, and it wouldn't let me unmute you. I like That's lost my head. I was, I was ready. I had, I had the trigger <laughs> finger ready. But uh, what's going on, guys? We're here again another thursday for you guys and i'm always here with my resident homies joel and casey our guest will be with us shortly he's actually in a, a live stream right now on his twitch page his name is mike leon uh mike leon shreds is his twitch page and uh he's killing it over there along with uh an extensive roster of bands cavalier conspiracy soulfly Joel brought it to my attention that he was on an Igor record or two. What I, I tried to look that up because that was just a random like biography thing. I just clicked on when I was like driving and I couldn't see I didn't see it on the encyclopedia metal, blah, 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 but I saw <laughs> it uh he was on the absence, which you know Josh Seitman, shout out to Josh. He was he was like all about the absence for a while. That was like his favorite like kind of melodic band. And he, I guess he did all the absence records, which is nice surprise so we'll be able to talk to him about that soon uh we're just waiting for him to uh finish up his live stream but um good to see you guys the resident homies good to see you all out there and as viewers and and talk to you as listeners um i never do this but we should start doing this again dude uh like and subscribe wherever you listen (laughs) or watch you know um, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, hit us, a, give us a like and a review. That's rad. If YouTube, hit us up in the comment section. Subscribe if you haven't. And uh, if you're watching this post live, you can watch us live uh, every Thursday night, Pacific Pacific time, 7 Pacifica. I almost did say Pacifica. Pacifica. Um, <laughs> You can watch us live over at our twitch.tv slash Cali Death Podcast. Uh, come over and subscribe there too. Uh, the subscriptions everywhere, the reviews, the likes, all that shit, that helps us. Doesn't cost you guys any money. You know, just give it's representing for us and help it. And, and yeah, just helps us as a, as a show in general to be able to be seen by more people that should watch the show. Uh-oh. Yeah, the vortex. We're getting ready. Something happening. Oh, oh okay. Cool. Perfect. What up? Perfect timing. How's it going, Leonard? Maybe we should have raid music. Should I, put on raid I know. Music? Ian, what's up? How's it going? Oh, music. I'm not this even now the raid music. Not even, I didn't even turn my chat on right now. Yeah, some some raid music for you. Smooth raid. Yeah, now hoping you guys the, come in the, smooth right now. The previous uh, live bagging. Soon. Welcome to the Cali Death Podcast, everybody. We're here. Uh, <laughs> a lot of new viewers. We're very excited. Yeah, yeah, we're getting there, man. No, this is the. the, the we got to pee and kiss. Just want to keep, man. Take your time. We got we got raid music on. Yeah, we're dude. jamming. Take your time, brother. 
We got Mike Leon already in the chat letting us know that he's coming <laughs> to him. That's rad. So uh, he he already rated us, and then he's got to go take his little break real quick. Yeah, he's been like streaming for like 47 hours, so I think he's oh, got to crazy dude. Take a piss or something. I know he just, he goes long, man. The other day I was watching his raid or his raid is a uh, stream, and it was at the bottom. It said like six hours and 47 minutes, and it was still going. And actually, shout out to Mike again too because he you know Nick Shangelis from Cephalic. He just started his Twitch channel, so like he rated Nick, and I was watching Nick and get got to talk to Nick again since PsychoFest, and uh, he's gonna start doing it. And he's fucking hilarious, and he's an absolute shredder on the base, like fucking murdering. Up, yeah, so he's gonna start. Uh, he wants to come on too, so we're gonna do a. Nick he's episode. the he's the OG on base. No, he's uh, he came oh. in at anomalies or after anomalies, and then he's in. Um, he was in Havoc actually, which I think uh, Mike Leon was in too. But then uh, or Leon, I call him Leon. But uh, Leon too. And then um, he was in uh, Joffrey Cowboy for a while. That oh, okay. uh, one crazy Sun Eater album. It was uh, damn Nick. dude. I should have uh, done more research. Yeah, I because I, you know there's these few projects that people always are like current in or, or wanting to you know brag about being a part or whatever. But they, this guy still has like a crazy resume that all of it is something that I'm interested in. So I'm really excited to uh, talk to him about it. Tonight. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's going to be sick. It's going to be sick. <laughs> I'm going to realize like he's part of so many things that I love. And I, but that's, yeah, that's yeah. the fun thing about this show, too, is that I really don't need to do too much research because we usually go in depth enough to where the, ba the band or the artist is going to tell me anyways. Well, as long know? as one of us has kind of yeah good. let's go I through to, uh let's go through the before he gets on the do you want to do the battle forge and then the oh yeah, 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 thing? yeah all the plugs yeah we'll do uh battle forge coffee up top as always battleforgecoffee.com we all drink coffee and i love coffee i can drink at any time of day why not buy that shit from deeds of flesh dude i mean really they make really good coffee i'm not joking i'm not just saying it because we plug them they don't even pay us to say this this is literally just homie status, guys. Yeah, yeah. This uh, is literally just the bros helping. We did the bros. get one bag of coffee. Yeah, so. yeah. They gave us. They gave us some. We are, we're coffee. sellouts. <laughs> At least they kind of paid us, but they paid us in beans, not <laughs> dollars, coins. But for real, oh, that's man. what it is, dude. We literally just love those guys so much. We, they've been friends of oh, ours yeah. for so many years. We always want to help the homies out, and on top of that, we've tried it, and it's really good coffee. So fuck it, dude. Support the underground. And then over in, uh, we said in San Diego, right? We got Paul Masvidal's yes, guitar sir. clinic. Case you'll yeah. be at stuff hanging out. And... Yeah, I'm going to be there. Uh, Ricky in the chat, I think he might be there. I told uh, Christopher Beatty to go. Uh, yeah, yeah. Alex, no, uh, I don't know if he's going to make it, but I, I know Alex, basically, you know, our, he, our guitarist, he's going to be there with his homies, I think. And uh, it's also Paul Masvidal is going to be there shredding. Yeah, he's going to actually dude. be there too. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he did his clinic today at, at MI and it went, he told me it went well because we were fixing his computer. So, like, I wanted to make sure it worked. And he was like, yeah, it works. So I was like, oh. Yeah. So, no, I know. So tomorrow. So sick. I used, I, used to call, setup. I used to call Chris Beetle all the fucking yeah. time. We've we've already talked about it. We've learned this now. We've been saying it wrong. Beetle. Baby. Yeah. But you just made me realize that. Uh, oh, you have to Beetle, introduce yourself. Yeah. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, <laughs> and Beetle Geist. It's kind of the Beetle Geist is what they say in the movie at one point, and so he's like still a Beetle because it's Beetle. It's just a I different language. I don't even know. Uh, yeah. 
right. So. Come on, guys. You didn't put that connection together? I was just saying. His name's Beatty, right? Be- I'm trying to Beatty put Beatty. Na- There we go. This? this okay. Yeah. Yep. Anyways, so uh, this Anyways. is Anthony. Over. We got Anthony up in the in the corner up there with the jersey, the Beatty Beetle guy. And then <laughs> Casey Howard. He's uh, vocals for Severed Savior and Odious Mortem. It's a rock and roll music that's kind of hard yep. rock. It's kind of hard rough, rough, dude. That's a little riffy. And then uh, Casey the Howard, fucking drummer, everything extraordinaire, Decrepit Birth, Odious Mortem, uh, fucking one of the best drummers on earth. He hates compliments, so I say that. Um, and then I'm just uh, one of their friends, and I played in Odious and Decrepit. Ah, come on. This is Joel Horner, guys. <laughs> he He's a fucking shredder, too. Dude. It's like a he, stage. It's like a stage going like, oh, okay. Then the other guy comes up, oh, give it up for this guy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you, the you know what's funny is that I did do that during... Uh, well, be bloodletting and david at one point was like dude just stop introducing us one by one <laughs> yeah totally yeah please we have like we have like yeah. 25 minute sets you're like introducing yeah. us for like seven minutes yeah uh that was cool though that that video from montreal that someone posted i was like what that's a crazy i never seen that one it was for like from a top angle for decrepit birth oh so, yeah no, nine one yeah, yeah. It was like, what's that club called that was a uh, fuck steve goddamn name steven it's called fuck steve yeah, f- no, no, foof, no, foofs electronics, foofs electronics, yeah, foofs, yeah, cool foofs or whatever. But yeah, there was like just an angle of me, and like I had like I would never wear pants like on stage. I'm wearing pants and I'm kind of like sagging, and I'm just like way fatter, and like my ass is just all like all weird, and, like tucked in, and like it just looks like my legs are all skinny, and I'm all fat on top. He's <laughs> the <laughs> <laughs> brother. <laughs> Montreal was a weird crowd because. They don't move much. I mean, no, they were moving. They were moving hard. I don't remember them moving. Oh no, Montreal goes off. Montreal gets banana town. Yeah, that's. You're just thinking of that. No, but I remember the show you were talking about, bloodletting, and that was a a unique case. They were like staring at that. And then 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 you finish, and they would go crazy. After you finish the song, they'd clap and yeah, yeah, and all that shit. But they just stood at you like that's a European thing too. I have noticed, like in a lot of Europe countries, a lot of people would be like just arms crossed, like fucking play, dude, like looking like not interested, not even moving their heads. And then like when you're done, they're like, (laughs) everyone's like, yeah, yeah, super loud, and you're like, oh shit, they liked it. I thought you hated us. Totally. Okay. This is just a bunch of metal. There's always metal dudes that are just like this watching, like don't they don't like. Yeah, there, don't, touch me. Ugh. Ugh, don't touch I, me. I like to groove. I like to move. <laughs> yeah. I like to let the music make my body do weird well, shit. I don't know how you could drink alcohol and sit there and then be still to like a groove. Well, they're probably like, not ooh. drinking, you know. Or they're having like fucking a European, cocktail. though. It feels like they drink fucking hard. I don't know. They like drink point, on uh, lunch breaks. Proven point. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> we do that in America down. too. What the fuck are you talking about, dude? I mean, that's, <laughs> you know, yeah. Oh, man. Just joking. I don't work on cars after getting drunk, guys. I'm just fucking around. I'm drinking Jarito's uh, Miner- Mi- Mineragua. Well, that's what he says. Cool. Mi- so it's Spanish for mineral mineral water. I was sick, so I'm rejuvenating myself. But I'm like getting into it. I'm going to be like, oh, I need like a lot of water. So I'm going to be like going for it. <laughs> I got to go give Mike the link for whatever reason is in the link. Hydrate. Sweet. Right. We'll Talk see you amongst yourselves. Enough. No, he's trying, to, he's trying to come uh, in right now. I had a, um, I had, I had, a, I had nice. fun listening to uh, a bunch of Soulfly and Sepultura this week for sure. Nice, fuck yeah. What's your Dude, favorite? That's my favorite. favorite. Well, I'm, I've, it's still the same. Arise, Sepultura is always my favorite, mm-hmm. and the first self-titled Soulfly just is a nostalgic thing for me. I it, it was one of those things where I actually bought Soulfly 
not really knowing the connection to Sepultura. I bought it literally just because it was on Roadrunner. It was one of those things where back in the day, you would just trust a record label or trust CD album covers, you know. But trusting the record label is one of the fallback things, too, if you're going to buy something that you haven't listened to yet. And Soulfly was one of those things where I bought it mostly because it was on Roadrunner. And then later found out that it was Max from Sepultura, and I had already been familiar with Sepultura. But listening to... I was going to bring it up anyways, um, and I'll bring it up with him when he's on. But I think that Chaos AD, the album that most people know that Sepultura is making the change into more, you know, chiller, popular styles of metal. That actually, to me, is like the, the roots. And it's funny I'm saying roots with Sepultura because they got albums called Roots and Bloody Roots. and But it's the roots of new metal, dude. It really is, to me, I... I, I Somebody's got to show me something earlier than Chaos AD that that really had those those blueprints for all the new metal bands that got popular at the, in the late '90s, because there's there's totally new new metal seeds that are on that album. Plus, like Hatebreed seeds. I I feel there's a lot of stuff that Hatebreed, you know, were influenced on that album too, but. The earlier it's a rise, Sepultura is still my favorite. Always will be my favorite Sepultura. Oh, me too, man. But uh, rise is like the most like. I mean, Beneath the Remains just has that like a that old school. I mean, if it was, it's just kind of like when it was recorded gives it like flavor too. Like it was, like if that was re-recorded, like that and a rise would probably be like right, you know, there because like. And then hearing that live, they have the Blood Rooted album. Like hearing that shit live just makes me want to like murder people. I don't even think that Beneath the Remains needs to be re-recorded. It's actually a really good sounding album for that that time that it came out. But it really is more, you know, heavy metal influenced versus thrash and death metal. Then they get into the Arise, and you can really see that they're doing stuff that you know. There's even um, I hear Gore Guts, I hear Death, I hear all these bands in Sepultura. I don't know who was doing it first or if they're doing it adjacent at the same time, but there's something that was going on in the early 90s, dude, that I'll never stop loving. I'm Hunter and 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 uh, shit, I'm forgetting his his name. We had him on the fucking show, the Radical Research guys. Who's the other guy? Oh, uh, Jeff Wagner. Yeah, right. dude. Sorry, and Jeff. I love you, Jeff. I listen to your show all the time. And I just fucking spaced on your name. But Hunter and Jeff, they there's something that that was happening in '93 for a bunch of different genres of music. I believe it, dude. '93 was like this turning point for mm-hmm. so many different styles of music. You listen to hip hop at that time too. It's like everybody. There was like this weird something in the water type deal that was going on in '93. That made everybody branch out and and uh, expand into other realms that they hadn't previously uh, touched before. So, and I think KSCDs in '93. So we're trying to get a uh, mic on, having a little technical cool. difficulties. No worries. Oh, no yeah. worries. We'll make we'll make it happen. It's all good. No worries. 
But yeah, that's that's what I've been doing this whole week. And then Soulfly, it, it's totally Max. You know, what what's funny about it is he that's a full new metal record. I put that in the new metal category for sure. But you don't. It's not like him jumping on the bandwagon. If you think about it, the fact that KSAD started all that shit, anyways. So he's just finally contributing to a genre that branched off of what I believe were ideas that he came up with, you know? No, oh, for sure. Hell yeah, dude. I'd really like to see somebody shut me up and show me some earlier examples of the beginnings of new metal other than chaos yeah. AD before that album. Yeah, I'm, uh, anyone in the chat wants to chime in. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know. I'm actually, I'm actually, my main, I, I my main guy I talk about new metal with is too busy trying to get Mike on. Doing tech support, I can't do. I can mm-hmm. kind of do two things at once, but what's wrong? What, what, what's what's help? Oh, the I link mean, is saying the link's opening to like taking him to like an open page, but it's where when I click the link, it takes me right in the the stream. So I'm just trying to figure it out. <laughs> so anyway, so what's your guys' favorite color? Green, gray, <laughs> Just green, yeah, because weed's yeah. green. It's so cheesy, but it really is true. Plant, well, I'm colorblind dude. to green a little bit. So, oh, Are you really? I, I fuck with him yeah. on that all the time. I'd be like, check out this green sweatshirt, and it's brown. He's like, so oh, what cool. do you see when you? What do you see when you look at green? Well, it's like complicated. So, if you get like eye testing things, like you'll you'll take like. Cause I had them as kids and stuff. And that's how I knew that I found out, but it was like, you do these like color eye tests and you can see, you know, there's like a bunch of dots and shit and you can see the different things and, and you can see, you should see like, you know, outlines of let of, of numbers or whatever in between all the dots. And as if those ones you can't see, then that like determines what pigments like you don't have. So you like, you, I can't see gr- like green, right. Or something. So basically what it means is I see green, but it just looks like dark yellow to me. And then Weird. like, and then, yeah. And then like, um, if if there's i can't tell the difference between a lot of colors like like blue and purple it's like it's like random things or like some if i'm like picking up dog shit like in the yard and i'm wearing sunglasses i have to like put them up because i'm like can't see the the turds in the grass very well i mean i can see the shape but not like you know the color it's weird right that's crazy now i used to like always fuck with like on uh, truck stops with casey i'd be like check out this like I'll take pull out a green thing and be like, check out this brown or like a brown one. Like, check out this green shirt. He's like, oh, it's cool. Well, yeah, I was like it's, you really can't see it. Like, like, how do you even understand color if you can't? Uh, I've never seen a color though. You know what always like, trips me out about colors though is I, I I like for example, I'm wearing something red. You guys know that this color is red, yeah. but how my eyes see this color could be different than how you see the color but we've associated this color with the word red Mm -hmm. so red is what we describe this color as but i could be seeing blue right now you could be seeing green but it's still associated as the word red here we go Looks like but we got there are going on here. The, the, okay, oh. he's here. Oh, sweet. There he is. Hello. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> there he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Figured it out. Fuck yeah. Oh yeah. Eagle man. has landed, dude. We did it, dude. <laughs> I should have pre-warned you guys that, like, despite the stream, 
And uh, what may seem as a understanding of technology, I absolutely <laughs> am a Neanderthal. When as soon as it's something new, I'm like, "What is uh, this?" Because you shred, do you have like a do you have like it. a pad or something, or like some sort of a like a thing that switches everything, your video and everything? Uh, I use a Rodecaster Pro. Okay. The, yeah, yeah. So it's like that's all my little like. This is Kev Muller actually. Nice, dude. Dude, um, Mike. By the way, Anthony, nice to meet you, dude. Um, like I was gonna... nice to meet you guys. So Hell dude, yeah, Casey. Yep. How you go? Um, yeah. Did you the, uh, the technical difficulties? I was just gonna go off on that for a second. Oh well, Casey, me too, dude. I'm a Neanderthal. Casey has to send me a link in email because I don't even know how to sign into my Instagram or Facebook from a computer. It's only it's, <laughs> it's the automatic website. thing is on my phone to get into Instagram and Facebook. So the Neanderthal in me is just like I only have to pick one, click one button on my phone. But as soon as I have to do a, a password or some shit online, I, I totally it's over. I, oh man, yeah. It's I start throwing I start shitting into my hands and throwing it everywhere. <laughs> like I'm not damn if I would. Can relate. Like, you're literally you're literally in a fucking auto shop right now in the back fucking, you know, it's like Hey dude, a... I'm in the I'm in the upstairs office, dude. You don't know what's up, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well fuck yeah. Glad you fucking made it, man. I've been, yeah, uh, glad glad to be here. Out. Thank you guys. And, nerding yeah, out on your podcast for a uh, podcast your stream for a long time man um kind of just randomly found it through just like the the links on the side and clicked it and was just like you have that shit down like jamming to like all those six songs and you have different bases different tunings and it's just got the crowd pleasing going like hard thank you man it's uh it's been a pretty crazy two years having started the stream right in the thick of the pandemic going from playing you know, a couple hundred shows a year with Max and various projects uh, to playing zero shows. So I kind of found the stream life through a few mutual buddies that were doing it, like like Danny DK and um, like Matt Heafy is like the king of streaming on Twitch. Yeah, right. yeah I kind of started watching them and I was like, I think I could do this. And now we're totally. about two and a half years into it. And uh so far, so good, right? Well, I mean, of, yeah, it, it kind of was the the terrain at the time. Like, what are we going to do while we're at home? I mean, we weren't that far behind, that far after you to do this podcast too, or two years and a month or so into this. So you know, we're roughly five months away from when you after you decided to do your thing. So it's it's everybody's trying to figure out something that they can do in this you know purgatory type situation that we were all put into you know and yeah. and uh but yeah dude it, it's cool that to see dudes like you that that took that chance and did the work what were consistent i mean the fact that you stream for as long as you do sometimes i hear you're doing seven hours eight hours you know five yeah. hours and you're just yeah, like, yeah, Joel yeah. said that. I was like, wait, what? That's crazy. Awesome. I know they were. They were like, they're for, he for sure got the time wrong. He thinks it's East Coast time. He's not starting streaming right now. <laughs> no, I was, I was like, just getting no. warmed up, dude. That's rad. <laughs> I was like, dude, this guy's rad. He's going. Well, when you said ten minute break, yeah. I was like, oh shit, dude, I'm still whining cars right now. This guy thinks we're gonna start right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're all stressed at work. Like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I had to touch up my my, my 
I blush a little we've bit. Had that, we have had that happen guys. before, though. Yeah, we yeah. had that. Yeah, it happens quite a bit. But I got to say, you have like the best sounding microphone I think I've ever heard on this podcast. Like, it's a pretty well, glorious. I, baby. I mean, yeah. you have a nice voice to it. That's not oh, well, thank a thing. You. But, but <laughs> man, you know, got to say. We, we do really appreciate that because sometimes, you know, people just going off the mic on their computer. There's mm. some uh, trials and tribulations before we actually start the 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 stream so I, but i already knew i i had that, that feeling already that he's been streaming for this long i know he's set up he's he's gonna pop in and sound great and it's like right i was right bike, baby <laughs> yes sir. Yeah, actually dude. it was one thing it's like having crazy like huge bands on here i was actually more nervous to have mike on because he's like a professional streamer guy and i'm like fuck dude he's got this shit down yeah. dude. i don't like that i want to fuck up <laughs> I know. yeah it's like it's like yeah. playing a show right now we're like the opening band like all right dude this, this, the headliners oh, come coming on, on we, we can't fuck around you know on the I mean? internet dude no it's it's cool man to see like someone run a show you know you came from playing in a metal band just like rocking out and then you're straight up it's a you're a host of a show now you know it's mm -hmm. cool I and mean, you just have you have that in you and some of you know like Nick Shangelis, that's really cool that you rated him the other day. He's got that in him too. It's got this funny, that's, wacky thing, you know. Dude, I I was like, I have been screaming at him, like, dude, mm. please, because Nick is like not only one of my favorite players of mm -hmm. bass, one of my favorite humans I've ever met in my life. We, we hit did, it yeah. off immediately when we toured together back in uh, 2014 or 13. I I don't remember. It was a it's a pretty crazy tour. Some hazy, hazy evenings. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, fell in love with Nick like immediately, dude. Like first, first night of the tour, we we kicked it off and uh, uh, was it was havoc. It was my first time touring in Europe ever, and it was Fallujah, okay. havoc, cephalic carnage, and suffocation sharing Jesus. a bus in Europe. Damn. Oh my god! And my brothers, let me tell you, like good times were had. Oh hell yeah, dude! I'm I'm like we all became family. I'm like some of my favorite humans on the planet still from that tour. Like that was like a one of, if not the best tour I've ever done in my life. Like start to finish, as far as like camaraderie and shows and uh, just long lasting that, friendships. You know, I was gonna say, isn't that isn't that wild how that happens? Because I've only done a few tours in my life, you know, big and small, mm -hmm. but. If if people are are down, people you could see their worth ethic, work ethic plus they're they're an immediate good friend. Because I mean, in the metal community, there's there's a few steps that we eliminate right away just because we have a commonality in the love for metal. So there's these social hoops that we don't have to jump through with with the metal community and and so going out on tour with dudes that are like-minded if everybody is you know a good human which i would say most of the people that i've met are great people in in the metal community it's very easy to um uh adopt that brotherhood very quick with people mm -hmm. that you're spending every day all day with you know especially on a bus you guys are all in the same bus like i know with the cryptopsy is the same thing with casey you know like those are like it's like french you know french canadian guys and you're like all right how's this gonna go you know and then by the end of the tour yeah. we're fucking like cheering like, having a yeah. good time yeah yeah because totally. you share same like thing. like you were saying yeah. you share the common ground you know you're you're 
your common ground is a deep-seated passion for the music and the music also has like a subculture and if you immerse yourself in those things of course you're gonna get along famously with like-minded people because you're all there you know doing the same thing exactly dude we we all have an art that we're we we enjoy reenacting every night because that's really what it is you're reenacting an art Mm -hmm. and uh, performance yeah and uh you see that everybody's doing they're they're on that same level of wanting to reenact that as much as they can as well plus we like to drink plus we like to fucking rock out you know it all it all it it, there's so many checks on the list of of what needs to be acquired from a human there all those those check a lot of those checks are already checked off before i even come up and give you a handshake or a hug you know yeah it's like, like oh dude are you here to party yep do we just become best friends yep <laughs> yep and let's fucking talk metal and let's fucking yeah. drink beers and let's Easy. play metal and let's fucking do whatever the fuck you know and that's what i've i've loved one of the aspects of this you know the yeah for the I can't really call it a career, but I'm just saying the time that I've spent in this uh, world, um, that's one of my favorite parts of it is how many rad motherfuckers that I've met that are down so quick because it really is this natural like, yeah, thing where we don't have to jump through certain hoops to get to a certain level. We're already at that level. The trippiest part's like becoming friends with your heroes, <laughs> you know, like yeah. like having yeah. your heroes like text yeah. you. I mean, that were once your heroes, now they're your bros. You know what I mean? And then sometimes bros. they become your bandmates. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know, I know. <laughs> Just like me? we'll get into tonight for sure. I totally, mean, Jesus yeah. Christ, so you know. So I mean, speaking of that, should we should we start the start the thing? Well, Anthony, you sure, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, Mike, we like to go back in time, bro throw us in the time machine oh, take us back to fucking childhood and uh i we like the the starting point is always that that point in that earliest memory that you can figure out where you're listening to something and it and it 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 brings something out of you that you hadn't had previously you know you're you're really connecting with something, whether it be a, a vocal melody on the radio, something like that, where it wasn't just background music. It, it was something that you had to pay attention to. Awesome. Yeah, there was most certainly defining moments like that when I was growing up. Um, I specifically remember as a young kid, um, my, my family's very musically. They're like my, my mother and father are, are music fans. There's no musicians really in my family um but music fans most definitely there was a lot of pop music happening and you know i was born in 1987 so like the early the late 80s early yeah. 90s you know there was a lot of pop happening there was a lot of like alternative stuff in the, in the house uh the classic rock my dad's a big classic rock fan uh, a lot of led zeppelin and sabbath yeah. and stuff like that um so I always loved, I always loved, like, I remember distinctly, like, Saturday Saturday mornings, 
you wake up, you don't have to go to school, you know, they're, you know, parents are cooking breakfast and they're jamming their favorite records. And I used to just like love Led Zeppelin. I loved Led Zeppelin and I loved, you know, Black Sabbath whenever that stuff would come on and be like, man, I think that's kind of what, you know, maybe that was more like the background music that you were referring to that I was kind of like, you know, deriving something from that. I was like, whoa, 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 this is getting the blood flowing as it were. Mm -hmm. And then uh, as I grew older, I really started to find my own. When I think one of the like the culminating points was when I found the Red Hot Chili Peppers. For me, is like I know I'm like you know it's it's a metal podcast, but the Chili Peppers no, for me, I would have ni- never followed the path that I did if it were not for them and Flea specifically. Like I remember just hearing that music and jumping from like you know couch to couch and just like running on the furniture as a child like by the way two things one it may be a metal podcast but we have so many different influences besides metal and i started with doo-wop you know Dude, and fantastic but, but side note that does not diminish anything because flea's a fucking phenomenal bass player yeah he really yeah. is dude he really set the tone for me and kind of gave me like so what age was that maybe 10 when uh how old are you now i'm 35 oh okay yeah yeah so so i was right in there yeah just just jumping off the furniture when i heard that stuff and oh yeah i remember seeing the music videos and i think it was give it away give it away give it away give it away and i saw that and the visuals and the music and the I was just like, what is this? And that was like a defining moment in my life, in my path. I, something grabbed me that day and it still has a a firm grasp to this day. Um, The energy, the, 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 the passion, the, the freedom, I think it, it, you know, kind of comes from it because you know, a lot of our music is expression. And to me, you don't get more expressive than the chilies. Like you can love them or hate them, but those dudes are like the embodiment of, of passion, I think for their craft. Hell so yeah. it was, a you know, a pleasure. Did you discover it? Did you discover it on, on your own, just watching MTV or listening to the radio or did somebody yeah. pass it down to you? Back in those days when you could just, like I said, Saturday morning, you know, when the cartoons were over and it was time to like vacuum the house and do your chores before you went and hang out with your friends, you know, put on MTV and that popped in and my ears sprung up and I was like, what is God, I miss, I miss music television, you know, where there's music. Like I I would watch, I would watch MTV during breakfast, waiting to go to school. Mm -hmm. I'd be eating my cereal, watching music videos. Same. Yeah, Same. and and in high school too, waiting for uh, oh, dude, oh, it's the fucking Mudvayne video. That's because that, that's <laughs> another thing too, is oh, yeah. you didn't know what Big was time. coming, so, so you're just sitting your, there waiting. What was your favorite VJ? 
Uh, Ollie Shore. No, it was that dude Jesse. Remember Jesse? Jesse? Well, we Jesse. talked about him. He's like, yeah, <laughs> he was like looked like a sideshow Bob in real life. He like he won that BJ contest. Remember, he like won, and then they're yeah, like, okay, maybe right. not you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I thought for some reason I just feel like that was like the era that I was just paying more more attention, and I just. I saw that and like he was like a good representative of the counterculture that kind of was happening and you know in such a straight laced world I saw him and I was like what is this guy doing like yeah you could be a, that you could be like that he's an uber driver in New York now there was someone that like Super I randomly came up, up on like uh, I swear <laughs> to god it came up on like my Facebook like reel or something <laughs> It's all it's Jesse. He's all, hey, what's up? And he's like driving like a Cadillac, like giving yeah. Uber rides. Uh, <laughs> so it's so not like a show show or anything. He's just doing that. Well, no, I, I don't know maybe. what happened because I know that he it was that who wants to be a VJ contest and he won. And then like they immediately yeah. were like, oh, right, well, we'll have fun with you for like until like we're not yeah. the executives aren't down with you anymore. And then we'll bring yeah. the second place guy and make him like forever. He's like the second place guy is like on the good day, good morning, whatever show now. He's been doing like broadcasting ever since like he was the second place guy i forget his name he's just kind of this kind of kind of boring basic kind of dude the term vj isn't isn't even a term anymore you know right (laughs) i know crazy we're like aging ourselves by telling youtube's a vj for all the you know kids out there it means video dj right (laughs) video jockey video jockey dude video jockey whippersnappers yeah just yeah yeah. yeah, without the d yeah video jockey (laughs) oh matt pinfield i follow matt pinfield on um Dude, yeah. Matt that Pinfield, was, super. Yeah. yeah, that's the ball. Matt dude, Pinfield right? was the one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Matt Pinfield right. was that, that dude. You stay up late enough, you catch headbangers ball, and you get. Yeah, well, that was know. like super cool. Like that was yeah. Ricky Reckman though, and then uh, yeah. it was uh, Jamie Josta for a while. There was like uh, I remember in two thousand five or six, they were like, dude. Uh, Suffo's gonna wear a decrepit shirt in uh, oh, yeah, in a new music video. And we were like, Oh, god, I like video tad VHS videotaped it, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I just caught it. Was like, There it is, it's crazy. You guys remember dude. that that history channel suffocation thing? Yeah, it was oh, a commercial oh, and it was the janitor for like the dark they're ages, they're playing, and then the janitor they're wearing, they're yeah. wearing like headphones or head protector ear protectors and yeah it's like what is this and he's like it's called death metal <laughs> <laughs> awesome. i don't yeah. remember that but that they rules. talk about I like, stuff like medieval that. times and stuff yeah it's like literally suffocation on a fucking history channel commercial and i was like mind blown it's kind of like our moment of you know a different generation where you know cannibal was on ace ventura it's like yeah, what the yeah. Fuck? i love that yeah, yeah i love yeah. that yeah, I'm fortunate enough to run into those guys quite often. And uh, my my first tour ever, uh, when I was I just turned 19, I just got my braces off and just got out of high school, and I went on tour with my first band, The Absence, which kind of started it all. We were on the Fuck Metal yeah. Blade 25th anniversary tour with uh, it was The Absence, Goat Horror, Red Cord, Black Dahlia Murder, Fuck yeah. on the Nocturnal album cycle, yeah. and Oh, yeah, wow. Cannibal Corpse doing Kill. Wow. Jesus. And that was my first tour. And wow. it was like a trial by fire. And I got to be really good buddy. Another tour where I became like great buddies with a majority of those dudes still to this day. And uh, every time every time I see Rob Barrett out at the bar, like we go drinking or something in Ebor, and he's at like the Reservoir Bar or something, they'd be like, yo, Leon. You want to do a Jaeger bomb? 
<laughs> Uncle Ace came to town this week, and I'm just like, that's like code word for like, you know, you got that Ace Ventura money. Let's do a Jaeger bomb. Uncle Ace. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a Tampa. Okay. That's a true ass Tampa ass story right there. Yeah, I've yeah. On multiple occasions. It's kind of. No, like, I love your attention to detail too, because it, it, what adds to it is you're like 19, just got my braces off. I'm like. That's Jesus. fucking. That's straight green, dude. I'm gonna take you with me on a ride, bro. I'm gonna take you on the journey. You want to get into the dude, so I'm gonna tell you. We can't. We can't Sorry. skip over high school. So I want to get back to uh, the the peppers and 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 your progression from that point forward. You know, like so. The peppers okay. were the deal at what ten? You said. Mm-hmm. that's when i started like really having an ear for music that i enjoyed on my own and then my parents obviously uh you know saw that and they wanted to like good parents they wanted to you know help feed me it. along yeah feed feed that passion and they were like oh cool well you know he's he's getting into music and i got a i think it was maybe i was maybe i started in school bands like orchestra you know like everybody else uh school bands i was in the, the school choir growing up like middle school elementary school singing in the choir not like a church choir but like a school choir and um then when the you know classes came i became a violinist it was actually my first instrument i played violin Damn. in uh, sixth grade i guess and from there i also I, wa I wanted to play the violin. I learned a bit of music through that. But at the same time, like I'd play my violin, but my dad got me an electric acoustic um, uh, ovation guitar. Mm. And some Al Damiola stuff going on? Well, hardly <laughs> at that at that point. But yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So he got me that from a, from a family friend. And I... I kind of juggled both for a moment, but then I was kind of like, you know, fuck the violin. I want to, I'm trying to rock. But then I started playing the electric acoustic with my fingers and I could not grasp the concept of a pick. S still struggle to this day. Um, so I was playing with my fingers, like learning stuff, doing, you know, going through the motions. And then my, one day, maybe within a year from getting that, my dad was like, you know, maybe we should get a bass because he, you know, he likes a lot of bass oriented music. I was always like kind of humming the bass lines. And uh, like I said, I was obsessed with Flea. So I ended it's up awesome trading. It's awesome to see that though, too. You know, that... yeah, I got to give my dad some props. He definitely, yeah. like, he definitely, both of my parents for sure, like, saw like what I wanted to do. They always like, let me do what i wanted to do you know what i mean like if if it was something i was passionate about whether it be sports or music you know they definitely like nurtured that they were very nurturing in my young years and i'm very thankful for that yeah. but his attention to those details he was like let's get a bass so I traded in the electric acoustic got a bass and it was over with at that point i started i'm actually sitting in the actual house that i took home my first bass from mars music back in the day before there was like guitar center and wow and sam Damn. it was a mars music like combo package that comes with like the bass the amplifier and a, and a instrument cable you know it was a little ibanez like starter kit like fisher mm -hmm. price my first rock like a short rock. scale yeah i still yeah. have the bass too in storage somewhere 
yeah. and uh, brought it home here to this house. Um, this is like my uh, house that's been in my family for a long time. And, True. And played my first notes of bass in just the other room over there. Wow. And it was hooked pretty much. Then I started learning. By that point, I was listening to like, you know, I loved System of a Down. I loved a lot of like the, you know, by the, I think that was late 90s, early 2000s. I was listening. I remember when System of a Down dropped their first self-titled album and it was like over with for me. That was like one of my mm-hmm. favorite bands. I agree, dude. That was a great album. And then Toxicity mm-hmm. even more so. Yeah, Toxicity I mean, really just like. That was know, bringing that band full. Yeah. Twisted it. Exactly, dude. They they brought that to that full potential that that band had mm-hmm. but they were they were something that was so unique and different outside of uh every other band that i was listening to and i i, I would say that system of a down could be one of the reasons why i started uh, experimenting with different styles of music and the singing Same. and all that kind of shame they there's the perfect melting pot of of everything like <clears throat> operatic cleans screams all the little weird like uh ad lib stuff that they do in the back and surge having his own <laughs> unique sound and all that so yeah, yeah. Made you also rep you know then you mm-hmm. find a mike Patton. you mm-hmm. find you know mm-hmm. it's, exactly it, it that it's like that a- opens up a rabbit hole of mm-hmm. of a new ideas and 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 stuff that your brain can accept as yeah. art you know that confidence and that carefreeness of not uh like thinking inside the box they burned the box to the ground there was no box and being and having you know, the message they just did what they wanted to do all the time and take balls you know they really wanted to bring the armenian genocide to mm-hmm. the forefront of popularity you know and, and, and at the time i was like what what happened over there and i like looked it up and shit i remember when that came out i was like well how oh, sick is that for like for dudes to get to a level where it's like oh shit all right now we have the audience what are we going to talk about we're going to talk about the genocide of our you know ancestors yeah and shit like that crazy know? and you got all these guys rad. talking about like you know chopping people up and worshiping satan and you know and then they're just like wait a second let's talk about some facts it's some reality. Some real they're real, they're real dudes. Yeah. Some real horrors that have happened to yes. people that I'm connected to, you know? Yep. And then they also have that side of them where they can point fun, like make fun of themselves. You know, I thought that was so cool because mm-hmm. they just like literally just bared themselves. That takes the most courage for in my opinion to like bear yourself. You know, everybody can put on a very, you know, a tough visage and like, you know, be like, yeah, 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 all the time. You know, it's it's easy to be like that. But when you break, when you lift the veil and you're just a dude who likes to have fun and be goofy and that band taught me that you could do that. You know, mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. all about like imagery. Part and, of your and, art. Yeah. Yeah. That, that part I thought was super cool about them. So I've really fell in love with them in, in high school and, um, uh, a lot of other bands kind of circle around that. I, 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 I'm not sure what it was. I think they were a big segue. Them and, and Rammstein, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. I was just talking about this the other day on my stream. Rammstein was like my gateway drug to heavy music. It's when I went from like, you know, what I thought was cool and I kind of picked up on, you know, kind of from the classic rock, the family influenced stuff. I, I That's when I found my own. I, 
somebody burned me, I think in sixth grade or seventh grade, somebody burned me uh, Sensucht by Rammstein. Mm-hmm. And it changed my life. I brought it home. You know, I saw CKY2K and like, yep. you know, we're talking about 2000. So I was 13 years old and yeah. watching CKY2K. And when I saw that oh, intro yeah. and I, all those bands, all of those, that movie was so absolutely cru- crucial to me growing up. I have them all, dude. I still have physical copies of that S- shit. So amazing on yeah. VHS and everything like that to me was a, another defining moment. If you want to walk down the path of my life and my influence that got me where I am. Totally. Those years, like 2000, you know, CKY2K, I found bands like Rammstein. I found uh, um, In Flames. Oh, yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah. They're they do, When they fly the B, when they do the mm-hmm. B flying, they have Fuck some yeah. In Flames playing. And I was like, what is this? Like all that cool music. And then CKY3 came out. And then I start guts heard, was on that shit too. Yeah, when he, yeah, when, he, when he wakes his dad up, he yeah. brings, brings the pot in and, and smashes something into it right next to his head and then presses Amazing. play. And it's fucking the first song on, uh, erosion of sanity, dude. So sick. Yeah. <laughs> like bam was a massive influence to me growing up and, uh, his love of heavy music became my love of heavy music. Didn't like cradle said, of filth play his wedding. Yeah, crazy. He's yeah, really yeah. good buddies with uh, Danny. with Danny and those boys. I have some insane Bam stories, dude. I actually was fortunate enough to spend quite quite a a good a hot minute hanging around with those dudes. Later, after like late high school and stuff like that, I managed to sneak into like the Bam Margera world after idolizing him for my adolescence. It was a really it's a crazy. That's a long story, but. We're here to listen to it if you want to tell us. <laughs> yeah, all those guys were like super pivotal, you know, in those movies. Um, like seeing CKY was another band for me that was that changed my life. If you played yep. fucking Tony Hawk, dude, you fucking had yeah. to. It was before Tony Hawk, even. It was like, it was, I think, this those ckY movies it was you know, yeah CKY. like guys like us that watch ckY shit they didn't even mm-hmm. there's people that love jackass that don't even know about the ckY shit like yeah dude most of the dudes in jackass were all doing their own shit when they were dude, younger right like MTV approached bam and was like uh you guys are doing this thing that's crazy it was like Knoxville and his like ragtag group and then bam and his ragtag group but bam was already like profiting off of it you know and had it like established if you remember the first season of jackass most of those clips that have bam and his entourage they're just cky movie clips yeah like all the all the shopping cart shit that's all cky stuff yeah they put new music over top of it and refurbished it and maybe treated the the video a little better and it was you know there you go boom 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 straight to the bank and that band that cky band was uh bam's brothers bam what's his name jess jess mm-hmm. can't kill yourself dude it's, that's it riff machine and actually just a little side note uh the guitar player you can help me what's his name darren, darren. miller yeah. so he went on to do uh world under blood so good a rad fucking side so project. good james murphy tim young risha fucking yeah yeah so yeah. sick that's right. Yeah, I love World I Under Blood. You know, and, another cool deep. thing was he he was recording for another uh, another project he was doing. And he was rocking. He was doing it live 
I don't know if it was Twitch or anything, but he was he was wearing a Severed Savior shirt the whole so time. So sick. Like, yes, dude. We fucking <laughs> made it. We got into because he's been in my radar for so long, and then boom, now yep. I'm on his radar. You know? See how it works? I dude, love Darren that. was a very influential person, too, because I always saw him, you know, through listening to CKY and watching them. I uh, saw him always wearing Malevolent Creation t-shirts, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. it's Malevolent Creation. So then I got into them bought the 10 commandments and there was another chapter that was like what and then i found out they lived in florida and to me that was like so cool and then that's when i was like wait florida tampa i live in tampa like tampa's the death metal capital of the world excuse me (laughs) and that just cracked open the egg by then it was it was done for you know i was already doomed you know for lack of a better term like you're a football fan uh, or a baseball fan but now you're you're like i'm i'm from the mecca what uh-huh like, and then i had to like you know i had to make my people proud death and metal, like you know, death metal jerseys research. and fucking flags yeah. from that point forward dude <laughs> then it went you know it was just like a cascade after then you know then real I quick started, shout out mersey yeah you guys got merseys jesus mersey crew i didn't get the get memo it. yeah yeah hey man it's <laughs> all good dude i only have like four shirts in my bag right now and i don't I forget to keep switching them out. So Dude. I probably wore this like three weeks ago. Yeah. I have to like be mindful of which ones I wore because he <laughs> sent me like a gaggle of them. There's some yeah. Rope Vortex and some Soulfly. But like if if I'm not paying attention, I will wear this shirt for like a week straight. My wife is like, can you wear like a regular <laughs> shirt every once in a while? And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I just put on like a baseball mersey instead with <laughs> sleeves. And I'm like, yeah. You know, it's it's clean. Yeah, it's a button up. Clean. It's a button up. <laughs> it's a button up. I've got sleeves, dude. I'm, now oh, we can yeah. go out to eat. Yeah, yeah. I know. Right? Let's go to fucking Chili's, dude. Let's fucking have a party. <laughs> so yeah, That's like rip. living living in the Tampa area, you know, growing up here. I mean, I don't get my. It don't get much more Tampa. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers Stadium. I can look out this window here Whoa, and trippy. see like the the top deck. Like if I sat on my roof with binoculars, I could read like top deck people's t-shirts. Jesus. I hear the cannons go off before they score a touchdown here. Do they so do the cans for a field goal too, or is it only a touchdown? Field goal gets three. For every point that's scored, a cannon. Oh okay. and the red zone one one warning shot as it oh, okay. I'm a little so, bucker because I'm I'm a Chiefs fan, so you guys be this in the Super Bowl in Tampa. So that kind of hurt a little bit. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so I love it here. You know, I'm, I'm born and raised in Tampa, so uh, you know, finding malevolent, being from Florida, and then death, and then morbid angel, and then doing you know, I'll flash forward a little bit, getting the tour with like the godfathers of death metal, probably like the most popular death metal band, Cannibal Corpse, like and yeah. befriending them before I even knew, befriending them to touch on what we were saying before, mm-hmm. I kind of met cannibal corpse before i knew cannibal corpse how'd you kind of meet him through that tour that i did oh the tour okay the okay yeah okay so i wasn't really like i wasn't aware of their legacy i wasn't aware of their influence i just thought they were like dudes you know and i used to be in a in in another band called sorcerer just like a little like you know jam band it wasn't a jam band it was like iron maiden meets death yeah we took ourselves pretty seriously but we never really did too much of anything but we did practice at Audio Lab oh, uh, in Tampa. And for those of you who are like diehard Tampa fans, you know Audio Lab is like the 
legendary spot where all the death metal bands used to practice and i would go to practice with sorcerer show up early and i'd see this red truck parked in the parking lot and i knew that means that's alex webster's truck and they were right down the hall from us and like i since i had toured with them already i could just go up to their door and knock on it and alex would you know he'd be doing his thing Jesus. open the door and be like oh hey mike come on oh what do you hear you guys gonna jam today yeah yeah, I'm just here. You know, I like to come a little bit early and, you know, test out the rig. I got this new bass. Do you want to try it out? <laughs> okay. And he had two, like, matching Ampeg rigs, and I'd sit there, and, like, he taught me. Was I he, got the, to, like, he's playing Moduluses back then? No, uh, he was on the Spectres already on the at Spectre. that point. Okay, okay. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he was, um, you know, he was always super kind, always would let me come jam, and, you know, and he taught me a couple of things that I use that have defined my playing style. I was lucky enough to be like completely under the wing of the dragon, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And full f access to that, you know? And then I'd come, you know, my guys would show up to practice and I'd be like, Oh dude, Alex, I gotta go, man. You know? And then the, some of those guys would show up and, you know, and then I'd go to practice and they'd be like, dude, what are you doing in there? And I was like, <laughs> that's, you know, that's, that's uncle Alex, man. I'm just hanging up my bros. I don't know what are you guys yeah. doing. I was waiting for you. And then I realized like after learning about them and, and playing these shows in these huge venues, I was like, damn, like what? And then I like got, it was like reverse. Like I, 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 I met them like befriended them. And then, uh, flash forward like a couple months after the tour then i started to realize their their status you know their legend Damn, and what a trip. i would kind of get nervous like yeah after meeting them you know paul mazurkowitz would see me in that same parking lot and be like hey mike how's it going and i'd be like uh oh, hey, <laughs> hey hey paul what, what's up dude like god that was so on, weird like back in the day like around and i'm like football around dude. <laughs> that's so weird when you first become friends with those kind of like those legends and shit and like the first time they're like hey what's going on man and you're like uh, and you're still in your head you're like i'm talking to this person right now what the fuck's going on this is fucking yeah. insane and it's kind of like almost take taking over your consciousness of your conversation you're like trying to be cool like oh no mm -hmm. you're like secretly like shaking a little bit but you're like yeah oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so i just you know just jamming a bunch just playing music you know just shredding i don't know what, what are you doing you know. This show kind of got rid of that for me, though, because, you know, talking to a Steve DiGiorgio or a Terrence yeah. Hobbs or yeah. fucking all these guys, Terrence. like, but we also want to have a good conversation. I have uh, kind of taught myself how to get out of that where I'm not thinking like, oh, shit, I'm talking to Terrence Hobbs right now, you know? Right. Yep. Yep. And there's uh, times, times in the beginning where it's like there's that anticipate we're like working all day. Like today I worked all day. It's like took a quick shower, came here. It was like boom, all right, here we go. And now we're just it used to be like that, but there'd be like 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 a fucking, you know, DiGiorgio or something. I'm just like, fuck, and like I don't even know this guy yet. And he's just about to jump on here. We're gonna talk. And he was ended up being like one of the chillest dudes. We talked for like four and a half time. hours. It was like, yeah, he was <laughs> he like wouldn't get up. We're like, all right, dude, well <laughs> it wasn't like that, but it was like he wanted to hang out forever. He was down to hang out it's like dude, for, like, six hours. Back on, dude. It's not delivery, yeah, it was, it's DiGiorgio. <laughs> <laughs> he's such a kind dude like oh yeah, yeah. the bass players man bass player. what they call him they call him the super hippie or something right yeah he is bro he's, he's i think he was born life. with a pair of birkenstocks on you know and up, a bandana headband now he's a, he, he's one of the guys that we've recruited in the sandal crew that i love so much he's like our ambassador bro you know? i'm wearing my chanclas at this very moment dude
<laughs> oh, you wearing some fucking sandals right now? Oh, come on, dude. But I, I, I don't, you know, I flex a little bit, you right? know. I'm a, I'm a socks with sandals kind of guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Socks, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got my Buccaneers, actually. Uh, <laughs> got my bummer. Buccaneers. <laughs> Chonkles. Repping, baby. Let's hey, go. Dude, as, yeah. as a guy who's not into football, I'll say Buccaneers got the sickest helmet, dude. Oh, I'm dude, we got a pirate ship in our pirates. Stadium, I know. No they, they, shoot, they shoot fucking pirate fucking cannons when they score. That's like the sickest. I'm like jealous of that. We have like, yeah. the Chiefs have like a, a mascot that looks like a rat, but it's called Casey Wolf, but it looks like a mouse. And it's like <laughs> from the 50s and they haven't changed. It's kind of funny now. So everyone's like, oh, look at it's Casey Wolf. He's like wandering around all wacky and stupid. And I'm like, it's a mouse, dude. Why is that a wolf? That's <laughs> <laughs> Mickey's cousin, dude. Don't try to church it up. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, oh, geez, I, you know, I fucks with the Chiefs. The, I mean, I've, all day about that, I've been through thick and thin, so it's like cool to see him doing good now. It's not like, uh, it's not like, oh, they're doing good. I'm gonna jump. It's like I watched like so many shitty seasons. So it's like it's, I'm oh, I'm yeah. reaping. The fruits of my like fucking sadness of my you, fall, you followed Montana to yeah yeah that's, that's when I got into right? and then you retired old. with the Chiefs and you just stayed with them right yeah well I was like like well they basically the Niners kicked him to the curb Montana and I was like fuck that I was a Niners fan as a little kid got to see Montana when I was a kid Kill and then it. they went to the Chiefs and shit and I was like you know what fuck you Niners like you're getting rid of them for Steve Young fuck Steve Young fucking Mormon damn I didn't know I was jumping in with a bunch of football boys let's get this it's me I don't watch football did you hear me say I don't watch football but Buccaneers have a dope helmet Raiders and Buccaneers have the sickest helmets I'm not gonna lie yeah anything with pirates dude sign me up I love the Raiders because it was black and silver and they were pirates and of course I love the Bucks because they're pirates and yeah that's my shape steeped in like pirate uh, history. I mean, Tampa Bay and and Ybor City was like the key to the Caribbean. You know, it was the oh, biggest shit. port in the southeast. What was I call it Cigar uh, City for a reason? You know. Yeah, I didn't even know. Any of that I went to San history. Juan, Puerto Rico, and um, there's, you know, the old area where they protected the coast, where they they had built this whole thing where they got the cannons and all that kind of shit for anybody mm-hmm. who's coming in and uh we also got to see um the the cells the prison the prisoner cells of that area dude and there was this dope cell that uh they they blocked off one wall and put it behind glass and shit because one of the prisoners was drawing a bunch of sick fucking pirate ships and crazy pirate imagery. It was so sick. San Juan, you say? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, Puerto yeah, Rico's he, seen some stuff, man. I'll tell oh, you what. for sure, dude. They and they definitely had to protect themselves because they were small, dude. But they they it was cool to see that whole thing where they this is where they protected themselves. This is where they kept the fucking people they caught. And and one of them was a fucking pirate that was doing sick artwork on the side of the cell and, and it's just so cool to see something that that like that that's been preserved it's like yeah. a hieroglyph pirate hieroglyph yeah a pi- pirate pi- hieroglyph. Hieroglyph. <laughs> 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 yeah man yeah. tampa's tampa's steeped with 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 pirate history actually we have a uh like a I don't know, maybe a cultural festival. I don't know how to label it, but we have a festival every single year in February and March called Gasparilla about a, a fictitious pirate that uh, his name is Jose Gaspar. And the legend legend has it that he um, he docked his ship 
in the bay, the Tampa Bay, came uh, aboard at night or came on shore at night, um, captured the mayor at the time and and brought him back to the ship and held him hostage until that he got his way and that got Ooh. safe passage for him and his crew to like establish a trade with the people of Tampa and like safe passage there. So you say fictitious is is it really just a f- work of fiction? It happened. It I'm sh- it happened, but there was no actual like figurehead. Like Jose Gaspar doesn't actually. So exist. he is the fictitious part of the story, but the story's true. Right. But yeah, but Tampa was established. You know, Tampa was the key to um all of the Caribbean. All of the Caribbean touching the mainland went through ebor city and what now is tampa and tampa bay so it's pretty cool it's pretty cool yeah we have like museums about it and stuff like that and that's why everything's the buccaneers everything's pirate oriented we have a festival where it's like a parade where they redo that whole thing and and they we have a pirate ship that docks in the bay and captures the mayor and does the whole oh, really? thing every year. And then there's parades, dude. There's art festivals. Does the, does the actual festivals. mayor participate in that? And he's like, yes. oh, okay. he does? Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, nice. Yes. It's he's awesome. Like, right. dude. That's, yeah, that's, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I, I kind of want to go to Tampa for that now. Yeah. Come on down, bro. I've been to Tampa Cuban multiple times. And all, everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, that. if I come, you got to show me around, dude. You got to show me all the good shit. <laughs> all day. I see a sick drummer in there who was just talking about, like, being down here this place like if you didn't know uh and you didn't know where to look you you could miss a lot of really cool things that you might not know about tampa yeah dude <laughs> we lost them they have, tampa has, yeah, they're, they're, not known, they're not known for their internet um <laughs> no. i was gonna say yeah uh, it's like sounds like if tampa's the like mecca of death metal and it's the mecca of pirates yeah kind of why is deans from there oh yeah well, <laughs> Jesus, he moved there in their own pirate thing but what was it mark of the legion or whatever that has like the pirate intro no yeah, yeah. reduced oh, to ashes totally. reduced oh, reduced ashes, ashes. that's what it is yeah <laughs> deep thoughts oh there he is i don't know what happened oh, talking back, all this good stuff we got a great Tampa. we got a great still shot of you for a while though so it's all good <laughs> yeah you're in deep thought you're like <laughs> pondering we were, deeply we were just talking about the this death metal pirate connection you know Mm-hmm. Like, maybe that's yeah, something yeah. Ooh, you might be on something there i never yeah, even thought dude. about that before it really it's is on to something man yeah they were all that about- swashbuckling went to our heads and uh... <laughs> yeah <dude. laughs> well there's I that never considered that that's fantastic i don't know if you've ever heard uh the album by deeds of flesh uh reduced to ashes but it starts with like a pirate intro thing it's what? like the eternal oh. sea he rises and even the first you know. song yeah. just makes you want to like yeah, yeah they have this kind of thing yeah, yo ho ho stuff it's like it's all like you know yeah 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 they were the, they were always the death metal pirate stuff but they're on the yeah. west coast so maybe they they're big raiders got lost yeah it's funny that the rum thing and the drinking thing has been uh you know stapled to the piracy thing but really yeah. Dudes who were out at uh, sea for months and months and months, they they couldn't get clean water then. They were literally mm-hmm. hydrating Fact. themselves selves with the rum. They weren't trying to get drunk. It was the only thing they could drink, dude. Yeah. 
so the rum is actually keeping them alive, dude. Water, actually. You just imagine yeah. that, like all you can drink is rum. Like, oh, I know it's like, hey, dude, like, I got water, this liquid. <laughs> I got rum. <laughs> I got this, this anti. Yeah, got oh, you dehydrated? Yeah, uh, hydrating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. Like, Jesus. I got the I got the opposite of electrolytes. You guys want to fucking get hydrated? It's almost like an energy drink at that point because it's it because rum's like a cane sugar thing. So there's probably tons of carbohydrates and actual nourishment for guys that are fucking stuck at sea for months, dude. Could be. Could be. God, what a nightmare. Dude, am I having like internet issues? No, you're we're, good. You're, right you're, back, you're back now. You're back now. You okay. froze twice. But now, now you're like HD. You're like 1080p oh, now. Snap. What's up, dude? <laughs> <laughs> you're 4K well, right now. To so. be fair, I am uh, getting hit with the remnants of a hurricane as we literally speak. Oh, so. crazy. I just saw that on the, like, yeah. the, there's like, I saw the fucking Doppler thing. Is that getting close to you or no? Oh, it already hit us. It, sla- it slammed us last night. Crazy wind and rain, but it wasn't as bad as uh, Ian a couple weeks ago. I actually had to uh, stay home from the first couple days, couple uh, first week or so of the of the Cavalera tour because of the hurricane. So because you couldn't get out. Mm. Yeah. yeah, well, twelve hours before I was supposed to fly, the uh, the emergency weather association and the mayor, the whole government of Tampa, basically was like you're in an evacuation zone you need to leave so that took all of our plans that we had to hunker down and was like well no it's not gonna work anymore that's crazy so is that pretty much like a yearly thing you have to deal with like an annual thing it's hurricane season baby so sure just every time that's in the west we go we got hurricanes we so watched. you said you've been at that house though your, your whole life you know since you're a kid mm-hmm. you're playing bass there when you're a little kid like yeah. that house is just it's never been in like a zone where it was at risk for being like fucking uh what's that wizard of oz like just like thrown to like you know <laughs> no thankfully no no, no. okay uh, our building codes here in florida are, are much stricter than most of the country because of these the frequency mm-hmm. of these storms um and to be fair hurricane ian it's very rare that a hurricane loops around into the gulf and comes directly into tampa okay. like yeah. it was a fluke it was a freak storm. It's only happened once. <laughs> Sounds like some pirate tale shit, but it was like literally a once in a hundred years that that happened. And last time it hit, it was 100 years ago. And it devastated because they were making, you know, houses were made of like barely bricks, you know, they, it devastated yeah. it. So they took it very seriously and, and, and we chose to uh, evacuate and, and, I actually evacuated with my with my Enki case packed full of bases and and my luggage like ready to go. Put the, put the cat in a carrier and we we got we got out of Dodge, man. It was, that's a, it was that's a question to ask. Like what like what bases? Like you got what Enki cases hold? I mean, there's a four or six one, right? What, yeah, it's, uh, no, only two, only, only two. two? Per okay, case. Yeah, okay, okay. Per, so you have two bases. What do you what do you take? I take uh, my custom ESP. It's a B1004, um, just specced out to like exactly how I wanted it. Mm-hmm. And then my backup is a regular standard um, uh, LTD B1004 stock. Nice. Actually, oh, yeah. I, I did a little work to that one. I put a dark glass preamp into it, so it's got like a, one of the tone pods. That's the um, trip they're doing that now. They're putting dark glass pots. Like I saw that with that mm-hmm. uh, Music Man. Mm-hmm. They're like have a fucking circuit in bases now that are. So you don't need the pedal anymore, or do you need the pedal still? 
uh do, yeah you still need to pedal for the grit like the pedals okay. do something differently the pedals are more for effects um the onboard preamp is more for like a tone you know it's gotcha. like the foundation uh and then you add you know the 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 t the pedals add like the walls you know gotcha fuck yeah yeah, it, oh, yeah. It, i love i love my bases man i've been a ltd esp endorsed artist for think going in going into 13 years now next year jesus no excuse me 15 years i signed on with them when i joined the absence so 2007 damn yeah it's That's been a rad, while man. so joel just said uh the two bases you would uh take with you so how many does that mean you're leaving behind oh my god too many dude <laughs> too many <laughs> i mean to be fair if you guys want to take a gander i have uh these are the ones Damn. that I use on stream mostly, and I organize them by tuning because I've mm -hmm. been in so many different projects. Like, I've got my we call that one Old Yeller. It's like a Steve Harris like uh, classic Fender P bass. Oh okay. yeah, uh, I have that one. I have a bunch, mostly five of those basses back there are all B one thousand and fours that I just explained. One of them is my. I'll show you actually. Yeah, grab it. This one here is my custom. This is the Mike Leon 1004. Oh, wow. sick. Yeah, it's a uh, custom baby. Oh, yeah. Is that Ash? This is Ash. Yep, it's Ash Sandblasted. That's it's the only base that exists like that. ESP has never so done Is it like that matte? It gives it a matte finish. Yeah, it's like a matte shiny that. finish, too. That's yeah. sick. And I got like the antique car cigarette lighter, oh, cigarette oh, ashtray, yeah. secret that is pretty pirate trap door for my nine <laughs> yeah, dude. I love it, dude. Yeah, uh, I love this thing, and it's it's wired, uh, hardwired, just to basically you plug it in and it's ready to go. I um, the other base has a lot of um, other attributes that I don't necessarily need. This is like a set and forget. You plug it in, you turn it on, you go. You know, I kind of yeah. streamlined the electronics for this so that it would be very easy to replicate without, like, too many things going on. That's a smart move. I mean, especially after I've had so many, like, issues on stage and shit where it's like, oh, like, freaking out or something. Like, you don't have yeah. something to plug in right away or, you know, or uh, it's like the speaking of Tampa, I've talked about it before. Like, like uh, my nightmare was but touring with uh, Hate Eternal, but, like, seeing... Nice. fucking I'm, i wasn't a professional like eric was but eric like broke a string with like a floyd rose and like Oof. just restringed it like within like 20 seconds restringed it yeah champions and then it went like right into a, a part was just him's old dude. dropped into it and i was like what the fuck is that dude, dude eric is a legend bro and like the nicest guy ever. i have the oh, same story yeah, with seeing him at uh, swim yeah. he broke a string yeah and it was strung and retuned before the end of the song he's a master he yeah, came yeah. and he came in at the perfect time it, it was you know what's funny professional dude it's joel has the stories told a bunch on this about uh him being insanely sick and like oh, playing yeah, a show yeah. and just like like just being raging and then he'd turn around and joel would be like helping him with something and he was just like in pain like so sick. he's going like oh. he was like he yeah, had yeah. like literally he had rags all over him like yeah he had the gnarly well, fever well the, yeah. they're still executing yeah. on stage exactly yeah and so like i actually yeah, like yeah. use that as inspiration now because like this week i had like the flu all brutal and like i just keep thinking i'm like 
Dude, Rutan wouldn't fucking bitch out. WWRD. What would Rutan? Fuck it up. Oh my yeah, god. Dude, tough it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't miss these shows, man. Nah, dude. <laughs> He's always like, ah, oh, man. Nah. Uh, yeah. No, that's that that real the show must go on mentality. All day. I'm here for the fans. I'm gonna go play my art mm-hmm. and do it to the best I can in this current state that I'm in. Have to. And and there's kids in that sh- that crowd that didn't even notice that he yeah, had yeah. a hundred and two yeah, totally. fever or whatever. Can't let him know, man. You know? And that's that's a f- true professional dude. And not only that, he has killer fucking music, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a, Eric Rutan's a win-win situation in the death metal. Yeah, he's well, one, of our, he's one of our um, shining examples, you know. I mean, when we saw Cannibal Corpse recently, that last tour they did, um, with, we uh, looked Rutan at each on. other and we were like. That's death metal. No, I'm. All, I just pointed at my friend. That's like not yeah. really that into death metal. I'm like, that's that's just death metal as one person. That's good. <laughs> metal incarnation. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna see them. We have Eddie too. I'm oh, seeing yeah, they're them. coming. They're coming through. I'm seeing the day, the day before Thanksgiving, San Diego. <laughs> Fuck yeah! I'm seeing them the day that the day one or two days after I get home from Australia. Nice. You always Damn. need that that cannibal because cannibal never stops. You know, Never. that's, a, that's yeah. one of those tethers to the core of all this shit is get back out there and see a cannibal show. If you, you hadn't been listening to death metal for a little bit, you go to a cannibal show, you're going, you're going balls deep right after that show, you know, yeah. at least into cannibal. Cause they always it's, make you want to listen after it's cool. After like, you could listen to all that cannibal shit. You hadn't, you hadn't caught up on in years and you're like, Oh yeah, dude. They're still fucking still got it. They, yeah. They, they're just they're the, still it. They're the still rockinest. It. Yeah. They're the rockinest death metal band on the planet, dude. They and just they just stand up and they just time. they just headbang and just like they're not like doing anything like no no fucking fire shooting. They're just like and it's so sick. You know, it's mm-hmm. like they just they're stand there and headbang with their hands. Yeah. They still exactly. but they still have those moments where you're, you're like, Oh, dude, that's tech cannibal right there. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But then they slow it down, and you're like, is this brutal death metal? (laughs) (laughs) Is anything else more brutal? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but then the funny dichotomy of the Cannibal Corpse, I always think this is so funny, is how incredibly nice Mm -hmm. and, like, soft-spoken most of them are, you know? Like, Alex is the boss, but he's like... Oh hey man, like nice to see you. Or or you read a you read a story about like Corpse Grinder, who uh, plays the claw machines on tour and then donates Dude. all of the this the plushies to like yeah. kids in need and shit after the end George. of the tour and i'm just like dude such a softy like how fucking rad is dude. that dude we're just out oh. that's what it is it's, it's we're getting it out on stage plus it's just this commonality that we have that it's it there's such a passion and love for the music mm-hmm. that that it, even though it the outsiders would see it as negative. It's such a positive experience for us when we go out and, and, you know, hook up with the homies and watch fucking cannibal play or anybody else be on stage and play. It's it's this totally opposite feeling that it gives us as the um, lovers of the, the art 
And why is that? Why is it? So it's because we see that everybody's getting out the negativity to where once that's out, yeah, it's a, it's a release. release of it's that to where to channel and, yeah. that, and out. we're getting enough of a release through this thing to where once we're together, it's only positive, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm the mass majority of is just we're gonna have a fucking blast tonight guys well i love when people like come into like death metal and they have like the vocals like they don't get it and blah 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 and you're like oh they're talking about killing people all the time i'm like you know like like i tell the story about the claw shit i'm like you know corpse grand like fucking collects toys and gives them to kids and does all this like cute shit for like underprivileged like kids and shit like that he's like he's like he's like got a huge heart he's not they just all like, do. they're all like yeah they all do fucking alex webster when we were on myspace like when odious was on myspace back in the day he was like we were odious was in his top eight we were just like top eight dude made it dude we were like dude alex and then um and then you know dan kenny's obviously anthony's best friend but like one of my best friends and when to go see him play and he's all, oh let's go on the cannibals bus and we go there and Alice Webster's like, dude, Odious is so sick. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm like, yeah, what the fuck man, is going on? To drink? Would you like some waters? We've got some I mean, beers. There's totally. that, such a there's, sweetheart, man. There's that like, one uh, documentary that was on HBO that was the history of metal or whatever the fuck it was called. Um, interviewing Alex Webster. He's wearing a Severed Savior shirt. You're like, sick. HBO, dude, there's my band. My band logo's right there on the TV. For everybody to see. Oh my god. And he's representing his band. You know? No, my my band <laughs> on Alex Webster. And and that's just that feeling of like, oh fuck yeah, dude. Oh, dude, we got a yeah, we're unique leader t-shirt. was unique leader was Webster's shit. He loved a lot of the unique leader shit. Spawn. True that. Right? Sorry guys, did I dip out again? No, you're good. No, no, you're there um so we were so you said the one interesting thing you said though that tripped me out was that uh, they were pissing but um that you first toured with cannibal corpse to f- and then you figured them out later right that was yeah. one thing like so from there so after that tour what did you do like after like as far as musically what did you was it absence like for, yeah that was the absence how long were you with them for up until uh the end of last year i did three albums with them since 2000 we took a long hiatus actually i joined that band in 2007 um we toured a bunch in 2008 uh, did like a couple of monomarth tours to a mm-hmm. bunch of tours with like goat whore and a couple little things here and there we did this first ever 70,000 tons of metal cruise oh shit and then we kind of uh i wouldn't say disbanded but we we got really stale for a long time I think it was around 2012 things kind of slowed down for us uh we were having some some internal issues we were having gotcha. issues with uh, the label we were with at the time it wasn't mm-hmm. with the labels the guys that used to be in that band were atrocious uh and, and and like very hard to work with and made a lot of very poor decisions that resulted in the band's stagnancy so we mm-hmm. were all kind of dragged down with those decisions and some of them stuck with it and luckily for me as we toured on um, another awesome tour that we ended up doing was the absence full-blown chaos havoc and creation okay that was 2013 i believe so i met the havoc dudes then 
and that's a, this is kind of a cool segue into like the next chapter, I guess. So uh-huh. shred. Um, I met those dudes, and we got to be great friends on that tour. And actually, our drummer had to fly home to 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 be home for the first the birth of his first daughter. Mm-hmm. And Pete Weber from Havoc ended up playing with us for a few days. And Pete's like a, a brother to me. We've become best of friends, like brothers still to this day um yeah and so that kind of you know and uh, of course reese and dave you know we all got along and we hung out every day and i'd go hang out with them and you know then when the absence kind of stopped working havoc was on their way ramping up and getting a lot more busy and i was kind of twiddling thumbs for a little while there and dave offered me the gig to he was going to fly me he flew me out to denver taught me how to mix front house audio because they were looking to expand uh, into mm-hmm. having a crew. So I think I might've been like the first crew member of Havoc actually ever. He taught me how to mix Havoc specifically, how he wanted it done, taught me front of house audio in his basement. And then we went on a dope, super long tour. It was like, I think it was us and Skeleton Witch and Early Graves. And oh, right. we did uh, 63 shows across the country in 65 days. So that's one day off per month. Uh, otherwise, we were sh- playing all kinds of shows. And we did that. I was mixing audio for them. We became even closer. We ended the year with a barge to hell, the the, the 70,000 tons, but excuse me, for death metal. Mm-hmm. Jumped on that. Finished out the year. And then uh, Wait, before really- you go on, I want to know about this 70,000 tons thing, because I've, oh, I've been on a few cruises in my life as just vacationer. But what's it like to be on a metal festival cruise? So you've got to go. It's like nothing. You've It's so it's rad. It's the sickest. Yeah, it's I've done. I've done three of them now. I did. I've done. It's so crazy. I did the first one ever with the absence. I did the barge to hell with havoc. And then I just, we just did, I think right before the lockdown, we did Soulfly. So every band I've been in has played the cruise. So, and every time it's just better. Three night, four night thing. I think it's five nights start to finish. First night, everybody comes in and, uh, Kind of just like get you know, lets the get, dust settle. Acclimated, and, yeah. Yeah, I think they start with shows like as soon as we disembark. You know, they're kind of like ready to go, and then it's just concerts all around the clock, six in the morning. Is I there remember, multiple? I, I remember seeing Blood Red Throne at five thirty in the morning, and I was just like, "This is what is this? That's fucking insane, dude!" Like you so lose they, all scope of time. Wow, dude! So they really have bands playing at that time, dude. Cool. All dude. all day. It's a twenty-four hours a day. I feel like there's so. Is there multiple stages break. throughout the ship? Yeah, there's multiple stages. There's like an indoor, like club-sized stage. There's a bigger hall that you can play in and then there's the outdoor the pool deck the festival style mm-hmm. where uh yeah that's like the most coveted spot the audio is always terrible but the experience is but amazing everybody's that's having a great time fucking yeah it. it's when you see everybody circle pitting and jacuzzis and stuff like yeah, that yeah yeah but if yeah, they like yeah. they, they got like approached by pirates and they heard the music and they're just like never mind just turn it back like oh you guys i didn't know y'all kept it so real and yeah, they yeah. just left no they would join the party dude pirates <laughs> stage diving yeah, yeah. Like, so oh, a bunch of pirates as up. a band, how does that work? Do you guys have to all be in one room? 
No. Um, they they separate everybody pretty nicely. When I did nice. it with Havoc, I think we got two different rooms because there was... I roomed with Steven uh, Sanchez, who was our tech, who's Dave's brother. I think we had two or three rooms. Uh, three rooms, I think. And, yeah, yeah they, you know, two beds, the you know, two each other. And... Um, Luckily, so I've never had like a red eye experience, like where you have to wake up super early and play. I've always had good set times there, thankfully. Yeah, um, dude. I've played like yeah. a two o'clock in the afternoon one. I mean, I'm still drunk from the night before, and then we play, and then we go get drunk again. That's insane. You know? that it's a party playing around Just, the clock, though, dude. Yeah, it is. Five thirty in the morning, blood red throne. <laughs> yeah, it was sick. It was so sick. <laughs> That's what's up, dude. I'm drinking coffee, watching Blood Red Throne. Yeah. I did uh the last one with Soulfly. I managed to uh procure some psychedelics. A friend of mine had some mushroom capsules. Nice. And uh I was just telling this story live on my stream, actually. It's a it's a pretty fun one. Let's hear it. I didn't understand Napalm Death of all this time. Don't be mad at me. No, it's I didn't all good. understand Napalm Death. I was like, what is the deal? You know, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. I've seen him a, a gaggle of times and uh, never really resonated with me. I never really got it. But I watched them after I started, like, you know, going with the uh, the mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. And I walked into the room and they were playing and I was like immediately like entranced. And after watching for about 25 minutes, I, they finished and I was like, I get it. Like, yeah, I got it. It took like, it took me 15 years, but I finally got it. And I was like, Oh snap. Napalm's so it is trip that uh music live music itself is in the hip, uh, hypnotism and, um, there's certain things that can help you connect with certain hypnotisms that weren't getting you before, you know, and yeah. mushrooms helped you find napalm death, which is radish. Fuck. Dude. It's called the set in the setting, my friend, you know, yeah, so sir, there's a time dude. and a place for everything. And I know. love that. I love that. Yeah. And, and yeah, I can understand where you're coming from though, because napalm death is definitely a, an acquired taste, but as pioneers, you you you're kind of forced to really do your you can get there if you really do the work you know but yeah. mushrooms catapulted you to past doing all the work and realizing oh yeah these guys it was it was a it was a it was a learning experience for sure I, uh, you know because i like i said i'd seen them so many times and and i was just kind of like this is noise but then i understood <laughs> when i was on the you know just took the right place the right time and then i was like i you know, i get it yeah. I don't know what it was that I got, but I got it. Like, <laughs> now I'm on the team Napalm Death, and, and whenever they're in town, I try to go check it out. And actually, up, the, their stage tech is going to be my tech for uh, this Australian tour that we have. He's actually out with them, like, right now, or nice. maybe they were just on tour. For drums specifically? Or is he just general um, stage, stage tech? I think he's... I mean, he's like a he's like a master tech. Nice. He might do strings. I think he's like more of like strings oriented, like bass and guitar. I think he does Shane like mostly, but he's been with them forever, and uh, his name is Oscar. He's a super cool dude. I can't wait to see him. 
he worked with Soulfly when we needed like an emergency crew that our guys can't get into Canada. So he flew out and he's like he's like a wizard, dude. He's like a wizard with 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 guitars and is it also, from, is it death metal productions suffocation zero, oh, yeah, we yeah, know, yeah. We know zero. Yeah. of course that's why i was yeah. kind of like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. i was yeah. i was like yeah. waiting for joel to come on body count yeah they know i'm through decrepit i'm just oh i love oscar dude oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to get Super him on the pod so he sounds like patrick mahomes he was just i don't it wasn't his thing to come on he was too busy dude that guy is the coolest guy he works he is like Sick homies only. The yeah, necklace he wore. Awesome. He wore the the fucking the Which death metal like. I know that he has like, like a. Thousand. Last time it was like fucking twenty necklaces, just like all like <laughs> skulls and Listen, shit. Dude, like, my dude zero likes to accessorize. Okay, <laughs> no, I love it. No, no, he's fucking rad, dude. He would uh he would take my bass and shit and just you know like fucking do mine up like just yeah. for being a homie. He was like the sickest, and he's he's a uh, iced tea's guy. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he yeah. does all the stuff for body count too, which is so cool. Yeah, that's rad. That was I actually talk like him around the house a lot. I'm like, hey, bro, what's going on? Hey, He's like death metal Kermit the Frog. Dude. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. you, Oscar. Don't be mad at me. <laughs> no, I love Oscar, dude. Oh, yeah. I, I yeah, saw him at Nam. Such a killer, yeah. dude. Oh, he's rad, dude. He's he's all about it for life. He's a, he's a, lifer. He's a lifer. No he's doubt. A lifer. Yeah, yeah, he's a lifer. Death metal productions, man. That's pretty. That's it, baby, I still got a business card. I he makes these sick little. Um, he made me a microphone case. Actually, it's like oh yeah. Like often out of leather he's like a like a leather worker i don't know what you would call that a leather worker probably yeah yeah and he made me like wow. this dope little like coffin to put my mic in and i was just like damn bro oh, fuck yeah. dude he owns death metal productions that's a sick fucking trademark he's, to grab dude and he's been doing it for decades that's why yeah, he got it, it he got it way before anybody else would think to get death metal productions Snagged it yeah, he's probably pushing like, like probably he's probably three decades, probably pushing four on death, like for death metal, like this is insane, you know. I could, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We I remember everybody. we played with we DRI got... or something, and he was like, "Oh, those are my bros." I'm like, out there, like who is not you, bros? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, know, I remember I know. having lunch with him one time. I took him out to lunch on a day off, and he's just like, everybody I'd mentioned, he'd be like, "Oh yeah, that's my dude." I'm like. Oscar, I, I get it, dude. No <laughs> Every, we love you. You love everybody. That's fantastic, that's yeah. job, dude. That's the guy yeah, you want to have tech. in your corner, dude. Absolutely. It's a, it's yeah. That's it's kind of a it's a cool topic. It's something we were talking about earlier, way in the beginning. We were talking about like befriending, you know, people on tour. Yeah, and mm-hmm. more so befriending, like you. Somebody mentioned befriending, like your heroes. Mm-hmm. And 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 that is something that's like one of the coolest. I have totally. to say, one of my favorite aspects of being involved in this business in general is the friends that you make. Um, that it's literally, like, yeah, it's one of the reasons why I say yes to tours is because I'll be like, oh, dude, you know, I've met some of my favorite people on the planet live nowhere near me. You know what I'm saying? And like. Right. being on tour has has like it gives you like a magic carpet to be able to go you know oh cool i'm gonna go see you know i'm gonna be in, in sweden i'm gonna go see per nelson uh i'm gonna be in denver i'll see pete weber you know or i'm gonna be uh, uh in new york terrence is coming to the show tonight like, yeah oh my god it's the coolest it's the coolest and the behind the scenes people too like like the people that do all that shit you make just as good as like friendships with those people as you do with the terrence like mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like the people that are 
the 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 tour manager or something or like the stage oh, yeah. manager like you know, those people sound guy like oh like yeah. well, maybe you guys do both nah. uh, oscar nah. i've never met oscar most of the listeners have never met oscar but he's, he's just as important at to the tours as any other player on stage oscar love. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah i know well, it's He's like just, Dave Lozano, you know, with the. Oh yeah, yep. Dave Lozano. Yeah, yeah. I was watching like that video we're talking about in in, in Montreal, or whatever, and it was like, and like my China's, and I see Dave like run up and do something, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just it's like, such oh, like Dave, because it's like a stressful thing. You're you're playing like if yeah. anything goes wrong, and then the guy comes and saves it or something like that. You're like, He's fast, fuck man. yeah, dude. You're like, like thank right you, there. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They they the shout out to the road homies because totally. they keep the show going. Yeah. No, I'm like having like, like we t- we said Johnny Knobs real quick like uh like having uh John like do our sound every now and then we just like pay him to do our sound and our, we just noticed the crowd would be <laughs> way more into it like having like a legit sound or like Woody from Black Dolly or like having oh, like the dude, yeah yeah the woods baby totally like having him we'd just be like hey can you just do it like we'll give you like a little bit of money we don't you know we're a broke band can we. He's like, yeah, I'll give you guys like a like a, a mix for sure. And like yeah. you just notice if you don't do that versus you doing that, how much the crowd moves once you have that guy doing it. Like everyone yeah. understands everything and they're like, oh, I get it now. And then like everyone will move to it because they can hear it. Dude, audio engineers are clutch because they will make your band sound like you want your band to sound. Totally. And exactly. Like, otherwise, you know, you get the local guy who's just clocking in for a paycheck and they don't care. You know, this is just... Yeah. This is just Tuesday night for them, but for you, it's like your livelihood. Yep. And your message that you're trying to convey and your hours, you know, your passion that you've put into learning and perfecting this performance. And they're, you know, it's like the guys. local guys kind of got his ego where he's like, these guys, okay, well, whatever. Don't even get me you know? started, bro. Don't, I know, I know. I have, I have, there's been a couple that have been really good. There's been a couple, you, you find them every now and then, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's like, whoa, what the fuck? The rough. Yeah, totally. And then there's then ones that got, are like, you got the guys that are like, yo, you know, don't put your foot on my monitors. And I'm like, are they yours, <laughs> dude? Are they yours? <laughs> like, I don't see your name on it. Like, dude, back off, bro. Like, tonight like, have they're them mine. Then. I'm going to Steve Harris the <laughs> shit out of it. All right. Back off. I'm going to get a ball And, he, my and, and that's what it is, dude. It's yeah. a, asserting power over another human. And yeah, it's that like a goes, power. That goes, that that. goes yeah. over most of the time for that dude. And then he hits somebody like it's like, you who would be like, wait, what the fuck are you talking about? It dude? almost like reminds me of like someone that, that guy, like, you know? Yeah, it reminds me of like someone that, be- to see that guy. someone that became a cop to like because they got picked on a bunch. It's like someone that became a sound engineer because they wanted a tour. And then their band never made it. Now they're going to treat bands like shit. You run into those people. They're there. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. And not saying that they're, I fucking Max Zygman does sound in Santa Cruz. He's like one of the best bass players I've ever met. And like mm-hmm. he does like legit like fucking sound for people. But there's people that are like just constantly like fucking with you, you know, or like making shit like fucking the monitors, your Behringer monitors. Like don't step on my monitors. Do my Behringer monitors, you know, or something cool, like dude. that. If I break it, I'll go to Guitar Center and get another one for fifty dollars. Yeah, yeah. So I'll yeah. trade you. I'll trade. I'll trade him a hamburger one for one. Yeah. <laughs> trade you this sack of White Castles for you. Shut up. <laughs> but yeah, no, there's there's a you know because it's my venue. Fuck this band. I'm not into death metal. I'm a sound guy here and blah or just any metal in general. And you run into those and you're like, God damn it. And we've had Bill from Decrepit. We get bad sound. I remember in Indianapolis once he was like, 
he's all fuck the sound guy and just flipped him off and the guy just fucked off our sound and we he's just like, had to play oh like, yeah i know i know like, like, hey, chef, uh, like, <laughs> wait till the end like, okay. you turn knobs on <laughs> it's not oh your split pea soup just got a little extra yeah, protein exactly dude, so it's 90 percent china now no other fucking instruments 90 percent yeah oh man that was not a good move mid-show but uh so going from so having rock dude oh yeah Yeah. so i mean same with i was talking i went to go piss but i guess you can't hear me when i'm my shit's not on the screen but uh napalm death was the same journey for me i remember hearing them be like i it's like a a band that you understand created so much cool stuff and you're like okay a lot of people use this band as like an influence that created a lot of stuff but i when i would listen to them i'd be like well it's not mine you know, it's not like a, something I'm going to get into right away. But there has been some songs where I'm like, I'm, I'm down, you know. Well, but they, it's, yeah. they're, they're from England, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like Carcass and stuff, right? And it's like mm-hmm. a lot of that. Like, well, there's a lot of bands from England or Europe and stuff. And then there was like American death metal. It's totally different. Like, that's a kind of from a grind kind yeah, of angle, right? Say, yeah, they're much more like, grind. I've yeah. always thought yeah. of it. And, and like, you know, growing up, like we always kind of thought of that stuff as more connected to the old punk scene and like in crust and stuff and like yeah. amoebics. And yeah. 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 I mean, of course 100%. all that, you know, the British, like, uh, and then carcass coming, you know, coming from that whole, even back to the crass mm-hmm. scene and shit, you know, but like, uh, yeah, but you know, then American death metal is just a whole different animal, you know? So totally. it's like comparing like the brutality of Florida, totally. you know, morbid angel, whatever, that's kind of what everyone's is like, that's this or death or something versus like, you know the british it's a different or the or the grind in general like that punk mm-hmm. grind tur- or punk turned into metal kind of thing yeah versus, but it's like what so then where did like where would be the thing that like goes back i guess terrorizer and stuff right like what yeah. you don't call that grind what, what would you call, i guess i thrash. call that crime i would say so, okay. yeah okay. like okay 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 there's a different auto is like the godfather of like okay I mean, yeah yeah this is my thing dude so we're all of an age where we kind of missed the napalm train in reality what was like the greatness the greatness and i'm you know i'm saying this just as to what i've been exposed to so what has been considered the you know that era of napalm death that was so influential we were too young to catch it in real time yeah you know? exactly. right so so yeah. we we took our own paths into metal and got to this extreme level and then hit a wall where pe- there was enough telling us we needed to listen to name palm death so we go back to scum and mm-hmm. and we we understand all the information that we uh, obtained you know in our findings and say, in finding that scum was an influential thing and but you're and i'm gonna do it again dude your software upgrades have already gone to a certain level you know you've been upgraded along the way to where you go back and you've experienced so much extreme uh, uh variations of this extreme music that you go back to scum and there's a part of you it's it's just like oh dude i i can name a hundred bands that murder this record you know that that crush it but you have to have that historian anthropological aspect of your brain that wants to go back and 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 figure out 
just like take yourself out of this time, put yourself back in the late 80s or mid to late 80s and realize that this was something that was unheard of at the well, time. I think software right. upgrades are perfect. Yeah, software upgrades perfect because I would say like if you were to go right now with what, you know, Windows or Mac OS that you have now and then you like you jump back to like Windows 95 or something and then you're clicking around you're like, well, this is a trip, dude. This, this yeah. is like this is how it all became a thing. So this is, mm-hmm. what, oh, this is the icon. Mm-hmm. This is the icon that you click. Oh, you double click. Yeah. So I see how they got this yeah. from, you know, it's like you're going back and and seeing where it all came from and you're like, okay, well, I see where this band has influence from this and I see where this band, you know, like you start yeah. to like reverse yeah. engineer yeah. it and go like, so you have to like understand, yeah, like what, what uh, Anthony's saying is like understanding the timeline and being like, okay, like obviously we're like in way ahead of this now because there's been, there's 50,000 subgenres now off metal that were, there was like, you know, grind and death or something like that and thrash and that was it back then. And we and have like 25 plus years in metal each at least you know so and 25 plus that. fucking subgenres of death metal now <laughs> it's like, yeah no, yeah you know yeah. it's like it's they're just metal in general there's like fucking 200 you know it's like oh it's like are you listening to the fucking i don't even know shoegaze fucking black metal or i don't even know i'm making that uh, up. but like <laughs> no it's not made up that's a real thing there is, is black metal dude totally yeah there is for sure so crazy nice try joel (laughs) (laughs) it it exists man anything you can think of now it's just how it is oh fuck right it used to be so simple we just used to all like to go fast and now everybody's like yeah yeah fractured off there's like more styles of metal music than there are like actual types of metal like like you know i mean i think it's cool because it shows how quick we want to uh stay original you know like the reason why we branched off into all these subgenres is yeah. there's so many people who wanted to stay original and try and have a new idea you know and well there's a lot of a lot of people that achieve that you know that's why we have no so doubt. much yeah system of down back to system and no doubt too no doubt was a <laughs> he said no doubt but a system Whoa. Of, <laughs> he yeah. said no doubt he's all no doubt no but doubt system of down like back what you're talking about like it was like this weird fucking circusy when i first heard um sugar i was like what the fuck is going on here i spiders is the one that got me into it so i was he like i heard sugar. and he's got those like quick tongue quick tongue verses that hit me in the hip-hop because i was a hip-hop fan as well and Serge had the quick like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> love those lyrics. And like, yeah, those are my favorite lyrics. <laughs> they meant so much to me. But no, like the the circusy, like, dun, 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 dun. it's like, yeah, it's like, what the fuck is going on? And I was like, oh, they're, they're all like, the now. Just like what Mike was saying, like taking a chance and just burying yourself, being like, all right, yeah. this is us. Like we're weird as fuck. Check it That's out. That's why you know? everybody loved them because it's like, uh, you know, it's attainable. It's 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 human. It's more, you know, you could understand what they were saying. Mm-hmm. You, they made you laugh. You know, they had yeah their signature style of the thing. I mean, could you really call it new metal? Is it really? That's another thing too. Like it's the timing. Is, it's the timing of it. I think it's it's the reason why. But I yeah, think, I like, don't know how you go uh, when you go into like that kind of a label because. Is there such new thing as avant-garde new metal? Because avant, <laughs> I would call that like avant-garde new metal. I would call it avant-garde. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, I I love I love me a good avant-garde 
artist like my a lot of people ask me like what i listen to somebody was just asking me in my stream like what's a band that i'm listening to right now and and a band that has absolutely blown my mind um was is this band igor with three oh, r's yeah. from oh you know oh yeah yeah dude. and dude amazing. there's no band like that yeah when i yeah. saw i hated it at first i saw the the <laughs> video for ayud oh yeah yeah uh, and I was like, what in the hell is this? <laughs> but then I saw them. I played a festival in, oh. in Italy with, with Soulfly. It was Soulfly, Igor, Perturbator, the DJ, and, and Emure. It was the four of us playing <laughs> oh, a festival no. on the beach in Italy. On the beach in like a little weird amphitheater. Crazy. And I heard Igor playing from the distance. And I went to my, my tech and I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. Fucking circus all of a sudden. So we walked over and checked it out and like, love it. First sight blew my mind. Like I, yeah. I watched Gutier up there commanding everybody. Like, yeah, I was like, what the hell is this? And then we ended up like, after this set, I was like gushing over them. I was like, where are you guys from? What do you do? Like, what's your name? Do you guys smoke? Like, let's hang out. <laughs> the tent was right next to ours. Like our, uh, you know, artist tent. And we just got to chatting, and then I, I learned a lot about Gutier, you know, the guy in charge, the the, the circus leader, as it were. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this, this is avant-garde. Like, it's it's it uses, it's steeped in like heavy music. They've got distorted guitars, blast beats, you know, syncopated riffs and whatnot. But it is has like no confirmable identity and i believe that's the basis of the term avant-garde is like without form you know like yeah mm-hmm. no i mean actually, whatever, it's funny. Like, speaking of a band that does whatever the hell they want that's igor i was i was randomly uh on the way back from work today and i i talked about it in the beginning of the podcast but i i just googled like your bands you've been in and i just and it didn't give me the encyclopedia whatever it just mm-hmm. gave me some random bio of you and it said that you were like in the absence and then you were in Havoc, and then you were in Igor. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> That's what it said. <laughs> so, hey, man, one day, like, you, know, you never know. Texas... I did do a track with them. I did, I oh, did play based on a track about. on their last album, yeah. That's what they're talking about. Okay, cool. So okay, yeah. I'm going cool. to be, and this is in total fun, but I'm going to be a little argumentative at, at Whoa, this moment down. right now. You look super argumentative is... right now. Your eyes are nothing. No. My eyes are super closed because I enjoy <laughs> cannabis. Um, <laughs> I enjoy it very, very much. Um, no, but I'm going to be argumentative and in, in, in say that, yes, e, a band like Igor or a band like a Stratosphere or a band like Mr. Bungle mm. um you can easily lump them into the avant-garde category, but I don't always agree with it because if, and, and I love all those bands, very influential to me. I love genre hopping. I like to call it genre hopping versus avant-garde because when they're within the confines of the genre that they're playing it for the 20 seconds of the song or whatever that they're doing, they really are still following rules and and those rules do show up in other bands that we've listened to like listening to an igor song 
will make will easily remind me of a stratosphere and they all with but those those snippets of the songs that they all tape together um there's still rules that they're following so the term avant-garde is front of the line the first one to do it okay um i don't see it in those bands you know i love it to death and i love i love it when <laughs> <laughs> when there's the the big uh, mixture of genres that flow so perfectly in one song i love all that but if we're going to really yeah. break it down to it we're going to sit is sitting there with the genres that they're playing it still is following the set of rules and not following rules taking it like word by word though of what i mean they're they're avant-garde and like they can just go gypsy jazz and go to death metal then go to i know each one of those genres has rules but it's still like who does that it's a way to describe our avant-garde and experimental are two main terms like used to describe it so usually avant-garde is something that's more like okay they planned like a david lynch thing or like they planned something in some weird way but they still made the movie and filmed it right you know they still went out with a plan experimentals like i just took a camera and like filmed like i don't know just complete like no structure at all like just no like john cage stuff fair enough you know but yeah yeah, does everything meticulously yeah he's very uh there's yeah okay You've just you got me. You cracked me like an egg. My <laughs> you, got me. you got me. Yeah, it's very. Well, it's like a way of when you say, but, you, but there's also like what this is a genre, or it's like a, like a sprinkle, or like a oh, that's very avant-garde, like or whatever. Or it's kind of that. It's like you're it's just like saying a blanket it's, term. Yeah, it's like it's like it's oh, it's kind of it's it's really interesting, thought out, weird, un- unexpected, difficult you know, to just, define. Yeah, like you know. Or experimental is just like turn all the noise pedals up all the way and just like experimental he does everything with with intent you know he's yeah no yeah. i love like the York. York. I've, I've purchased yeah. physical copies of his albums since nostril nostril was the first nice album no he I showed had. that shit to me like like 10 years ago or something yeah. like check this oh, weird really? band i was like what the fuck is this and i i, I stumbled across it in a venetian snares rabbit hole Ooh, venetian snares another fantastic group so uh, yeah so yeah, being uh, a fan of venetian snares for years and falling into one of those rabbit holes finding trying to find something similar to this because i love it so much and just so happened to hit the igor cavern and and that is a deep cavern there it is yeah (laughs) a deep and i love it i love it and i uh, stratosphere is another one of those groups that i found early so like but they actually what timba played timba played on the album too that you were on with the igor okay yeah yeah, he's the violinist uh he uh, um, he does all the Left for Dead soundtracks. Yeah. He does like all. He does but much of Santa Cruz stuff. is yeah. where they were coming from, which is decrepit birth turf. What decrepit birth turf? Turf. Yeah, birth a Stratosphere turf. is a band <laughs> that you <laughs> should you should check out, dude. Birth turf. Because even the drummer of a Stratosphere before they broke up was in Odious for a little bit too. Come on, yeah, Damn, we just did a well, big old loop de loop. Yeah, I know, dude. Is I'm it telling Atlanta? you, dude. If you're, if you're down with Igor. A stratosphere is a band oh, yeah. you should check out. Start at Palace of Mirrors just to go backwards. Just start at Palace. It's and not okay. So it's not a sonically ridiculous 
like in, like kick you in the face as Igor, but it's fucking got probably I don't know like twenty different genres per song, and you're just like, what the I'll fuck? Like, yeah, yeah, they're insane. They're they're just like music geniuses, and they all just got together and were like, let's make a trippy band. They and... can play metal. They can play jazz. They can play gypsy jazz. They can play fucking electronic music. They can you know intronaut right? Have you heard of intronaut? Do mouth noises? Sure. <laughs> yeah, intronaut. You know, Joe Joe Lester from intronaut, like he was. He came out to Santa Cruz to go to school here, and like uh, Stratosphere was going to school at the same time, and they just played like the lunch hall. And he was like, "What the fuck is going on here?" It's like they're just like out yeah. there with like, yeah, like fucking Romanian jazz from like the 1930s, then into the death metal, then into it's like close. fucking yeah. It's like it's just a shit where you watch it, you're like, "I am dumb." Well, it's sick, dude. It's sick. I'm dumb. I found out today. Thank you. Like, well, I'm like, gonna go play smoke on the water on my fucking acoustic bass. Thanks. That's basically that. how you feel around them. They're like, and they're like, "Fuck yeah!" Like, odious and decrepit sick. I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. I get like pissed. Like, like I get like angry, and I'm like, "You are insane, dude." I like, I don't even understand. <laughs> yeah, I get like angry. It's perception, no, it's, though, dude. It's insane. But going back, because this is wicked weeds. Wicked, wicked, wicked. I've never heard that's that term before weeds. tonight. And Jedi Grind was saying, I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Oh, no, that's basically so. Well, we're, we're in the podcast... damn forest at this point. If we oh, get yeah, off yeah, your timeline. Elves. If we're off your timeline, <laughs> we're in the weeds. That's the whole thing. Yes, yeah, so we start with the timeline. We kind of just jump off and then just turns into fucking like, yeah, talking about like. Okay, that's what we're here for. We're we're exactly. Podcast. Sometimes we need a machete yeah. to get out of the weeds. Sometimes. Oh, we're in the. We're just like fuck it, dude. We like the weeds, dude. We like need a deforestate right I'm just now. Living in the weeds now. <laughs> I kind of want to hear more about pirates, dude. Like more, <laughs> yeah, more about pirates. The Let's folklore see. of Tampa is oh, pretty gotta, cool. We get another beer over here. You have right. to come down here, man. I know, dude. Yeah, but pretty, great. pretty rich culture down here. Believe it or not, you know, it's a very old. It's a very old city, uh, and a very old state. A lot of people don't know this about florida but we are actually home to the oldest city in the united states it's called saint augustine's about three hours northeast of here oh shit! Uh, oh, really? just south of jacksonville if you're familiar how old is it uh hundred hundreds of years old i'm not okay. exactly sure but right, uh right. there's a castle there i'm not gonna try to remember the name at the moment it escapes me but there is a castle there it's more of like a fort, and it is where um, the indigenous folks set up shop, basically. Um, it's one of the oldest cities in the country, and they defended, um, the Spanish defended against the British invasions multiple times there. There was, a, there was, a, um, there was an, a historical event where the British tried to invade and through this one fort they stayed off um the british invasion for over a month these these folks lived in this castillo de san marco i think is what it's called nice um and it's made the reason that it stood up was because it was like the first and only building at that time in the village that was not made of wood and after much frustration the the british were pushing 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 trying to invade they actually in frustration set the entire they raised the entire village um and burned all of the buildings the only one to have stood was castillo de san marco and because it was built out of uh, coquina 
Coquina Whoa. shells. And that was the oh. reason why the building stayed because instead of being made with bricks, when, when the cannonballs would hit, they would basically, it was like, it was like hitting a sponge. It would just go, it just suck in, you know, there's a, you can see on the wall still cannon fire, like where a cannonball just kind of went like, bunk. Damn. Old school rubber. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was like semi-permeable or whatever. I'm, I'm not sure the terminology escapes me, but yeah, they, they, they defended the city. And then, so, so the British got frustrated, burnt it all down to the ground and left. And then everybody came back out and rebuilt the city. And now, yeah, here it is. So, yeah. So photograph was saying 1565 was when it was formed. Isn't that crazy? Damn. Wow. Yeah, because I remember, I remember, like whenever you go to like uh, Quebec City, right? They always say it's the oldest city in North America. I remember we were there one time, and it was—I mean, North America, not in the United States—where it mm-hmm. said, um, "It said we went there, and there was a 400th anniversary, and they had like 400 everywhere." It was like 400. We're the oldest. Fuck you guys. We're the oldest. You know, it was like Quebec City. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. yeah. No, too much. Yeah, Tabernacle and fucking poutine. But uh, no, I mean, yeah, Tabernacle. <laughs> But uh, now when you go to like Quebec City, though, you see the roads and shit, and you're like, holy fuck. Like, it's like the brick, like, fucking, mm-hmm. you're driving the van with the, with the shit. You're like, oh, fuck, yeah. this is like an old school road, like, fucking hundreds of years old, you know, through that downtown. Stuff, it fascinates me to think about that and, like, um, to travel in, like, the Orient anywhere or maybe, like, Europe, some spots, even more so the Orient, when you can think about. The fact that the roads that you're walking on and the bricks that are in the walls that you're walking past are older than your entire country yeah. and everything that you know and the constructs that you live in, like this brick has seen it all. That's such a, a That's humbling true. experience for me and, and, and something that I very much appreciate in, in the, the vastness that I've been fortunate enough to travel. That's something that always kind of like keeps me grounded is like, I don't know. You know, nobody has the answers. Nobody knows what we're talking about. This brick has seen, you know, more history than I have. Yeah. We'll ever see. I think it was there when my country was founded. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, crazy. It's, it's crazy to think about like temples that have existed that long, you know, we roads all, that were paved and what we all blip into existence in America. The people oh, man, we, we're like the little, know. yeah, we're bullies. It, not only is it just the perception of somebody who blips into existence and lasts 80 years if they're stoked, like they got shit together. Right. Um, but on top of that, you're living in such a new country, you know, mm-hmm. it's yeah, such, we don't know what we're, we're a fucking here. baby, dude. We're yeah. babies compared to babies certain areas of this planet that has withheld the history of that area in physical form or at least you know spoken form too Mm -hmm. but um yeah always experiencing something much older than anything you've experienced is something very humbling dude it really yeah, is. It's always that's it's why the Orient fascinates me because it's like you're talking thousands of yeah, years, yeah, you know? yeah, thousands yeah. of years, and and it's to see it still like standing is is something that really like wow, you know, you think about yourself and you're just like, dude, I'm I'm just a 
piece of sand in the beach, you know. And this yeah, you look is at so... that, then you look up at the stars, you're like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is that? <laughs> you go to, you know, like Mexico or, and you go into Teotihuacan and you see that giant pyramid and it's like, excuse me, what is that? So I mean, do you right. make a point? Because I know you're hitting all these countries now and, you know, you're, you're world traveling now. Do you make like plans when you get there? Because I know that, you know, going through Europe and stuff, I would just be like, oh, what, what country are we in? And like, roll off the bus and go play a show and then maybe go like three blocks and grab like, Oh, let's have a good hamburger down there. Eat a hamburger <laughs> and then go, go and get drink with everyone. Party, party, party. Yeah. Just like party, party, party. And then like pass out in the, the, the bus again and then do it all over again. Do you I've make like plans moments. to like, do you, do you, <laughs> but do you make plans on like when you nowadays, like, do you like, okay, we're here. I'm going to see this, this, and this. And then like, are you trying to see it's things now that you're certainly, Okay. Certainly now more, uh, you know, I, I, like I said, I had my moments, you know, in my 20s, mm -hmm. like you, like I've been saying, I got started when I was very young, you know, Yep. and I have been traveling uh, extensively since then. So, yeah, you know, there was moments in places where I would just roll out of the bunk and be like, yep. where are we today? Oh, cool. You know, another gig, whatever. Um, but as I've grown older, yeah. And there are some places where I, you know, wish that I could have explored more. But certainly now, uh, in in my mid-30s, I make a very concerted effort to visit uh, as much of the local everything. Like, for yeah. instance, um, Soulfly just played Download Fest Japan. And we were only there for... A, barely 48 hours i believe since you know from from touchdown to wheels up we managed to play this giant festival uh and in zion our my drummer or our drummer drummer for soulfly max's son he and i chose not to party with everybody um at the bar in the in the hotel we went to bed super early and both of us woke up at like 5 a.m. And by six okay. o'clock, we were like hitting the streets, dude. And I think that day we walked something near, uh, I think we walked like 12 miles or something like that. Like 2,000 steps. I think we took 20, I mean like 20,000 20, steps. Yeah, I was gonna say. yeah, we walked everywhere. I was like, dude, we're not going to go. It was for his first time in Japan. It was my second. And uh, I was like, dude, we got to go. Like, we got to go. And as soon as he was like, dude, I'm down. I was like, let's go. Let's go. We woke up real early and and walked all over the city of Tokyo, dude. We walked everywhere. We saw everything from, like, temples to graveyards to the Tokyo Tower. We went to the King's Palace, the, um, the Emperor's Palace. Um, it was how, like a, it was a spiritual How the public bathrooms, sure. dude? I hear they're crazy um in tokyo like proper like downtown tokyo it wasn't so scary actually it was really it was really nice actually i like comparative to like Eastern no europe, toilet though right no no toilet but like yeah. compared to like eastern europe at least it was up kept you know like like there was a you know some sort of a civil service that somebody was going in there and keeping it nice and clean yeah that's for people though, but right? dude, you got some squat, of these places right? I've, I lived in Russia for two and nearly three weeks. We did a, the Cavalera tour, the first tour of Beneath the Remains and Arise. That tour was actually born in Russia. Uh, it was the first market we tested that 
tour and it started in Vladivostok, the furthest, the furthest east city that you can go in Russia, only 60 kilometers from the border of North Korea. And we started there and we just hit like every single city that I cannot pronounce from here, from there to Moscow. And we, we lived on the train, the tran the Trans-Siberian uh, Railway. We lived, damn, I lived in a, in a, in a cart with, with big Igor, Igor Cavalera. We were bunk buddies wow. for like the better part of three days. We, you know, and that, that was heavy. That was hectic. You know, yeah. that, was, that was, you know, every place has its, has its allure. Every place has its, you know, spots that they show off and then the spots that they neglect every country on the planet i will say mm -hmm. has those spots but like overall you know japan was very well kept um and most places are but i've been to some spots where i'm just like hell no <laughs> gatorade bottle and you know yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like I don't want to go to prison forever. Jesus, what in this view? I oh, go that snap! Hey, hey. But uh, I mean, it kind of leads us into the you know, because I mean, to to preface this, I saw you guys play uh, the Cavalera play at um, American Music Hall, and um, I haven't seen awesome that much violence in a mosh pit. I saw oh. people getting dragged out unconscious, like. What? I, no, no, it's I like didn't old see school. The lights were blinding me. To be it was fair. That's insane. Okay. I had no. You guys idea. did two nights there, right? I think it was yeah, two we nights did two there. nights. Two so nights I was back there. Back. I think it was Friday, Saturday. So I went there Saturday with uh, Nate from Ontogeny, and um, he was there. He was fucking insane. I mean, I mean, I mean, me too. He I mean, insane or it was insane or both. Nate, Nate was in the same mindset of all the people that were were waiting. Oh, he was songs. like, I'm gonna fuck somebody up. Oh, oh no, he was coming. Here. He was just soaked in sweat, just going like, "What?" I've never seen him like that. Where it's like, I'm trying to. He's like, "I'm just going in there to like get fucking. I want to get punched <laughs> in the face." Like it was insane. And uh, but like we were standing around the outside of the pit, and we were like catching people, and I was like, "What?" The people and like the hardwood floors, just hearing fucking heads just go like, oh. like on the fucking. It was like people getting dragged out unconscious like a bowling and shit. And alley. Like, because <laughs> that's well, that was like hardwood floor. That's the ancient was, building no. that place. And because people were spilling their beers on the ground, and people were deciding to go like bring their beer in the pit, and just wow. like that's all. <laughs> that's a slippery agent now on the fucking bowling alley floor. That's the grease of the bowling alley floor. So it's like people were falling so much that we were like catching people constantly. But it was literally the craziest pit I have seen in my thirties for sure. But like Dang. since I was younger, and I was we were sitting there. Like not what we were talking about going in. My friend Pat and I were like, we're gonna go in. We're like, no, we're not. We're not gonna go. Like it was like I don't want to like be in the hospital or something. But people were getting knocked out like crazy. But it reminded me of an old what? school like San Francisco, like fucking how it used to be back in the day, like the pound days and stuff where it was like. Well, let me hear the song. You're in this crazy herself. perspective that I just didn't. I was yeah. The circle, of the pit was like you know. See that on stage, stage was in the front. We were on the back of the pit, so we were like. Everyone that was like, "Oh, I'll, I'll pit for fun." It was like, <laughs> it was like <laughs> we we're just like watching shit, and I was like, name people rock, like motherfucker," and people what? trying to like make moves, and they was the slipperiest fuck, and they would just go down, and it was like it was insane, dude. So, um, hey, so leading floor. you, we ain't doing a, it ain't a ballet show. What know? I was no. gonna say is the song "Inner Self" from uh, Beneath, Beneath the Remains would make you want to fucking. 
pit, dude, dude. There were so many songs for that night because that was like we the were playing first... some some jams. <laughs> the whole set list is just rage. That was the time. like every every song you guys played that night. I was like, oh fuck, like every song because it was like literally what I got started from going from like System of Down, Slipknot, whatever. Um, it yeah. was then it went to Sepultura. Was my next one. That Sepultura was my next. Was a good. And then it was Slayer, and then with Pantera, yeah. and all, all from there. But it was like same Sepultura actually. Was, yeah, that was like my fucking stepping stone. So like hearing those songs live, I just got the gnarliest chills. And I was like, I had the need to go in there, but I was like, I'm not going on ice though. I'm not jumping in the ice, the ice rink where everyone's like fucking falling. Yeah, dude. But oh, um, so, but you meeting? I had no idea you, it was that violent there. I mean, no, it was, it was. I mean, it was awesome. I mean, people made people made choices. It was fine, you know. That was one of the better shows of of that tour, I believe. The first leg was that one. The yeah. best one, the the best two, I'll say my favorite top three favorite shows from that tour that we just did. Um, number one was Maryland Death Fest. Oh yeah, yeah. It's gonna be oh, impossible yeah. to beat that. I've been telling yeah. everybody that that was probably the best, the best performance, audience, and experience to have seen that project in North America. Yep number one that was number one for me and then, i don't uh, think those songs you guys are dropping on people people are like yeah i'm down to see it and then they hear them and they're like childhood like yeah comes like rushing back to them and they're like i have yeah. to like what the fuck is going on right now you know it's like brings mm-hmm. this energy but anyways so number two number two would be the belasco in la okay. i don't know if anybody heard of that one but that uh-uh. what you were saying about like the heads hitting the floor <laughs> There was a lot of that. There was a, <laughs> there was a lot. Uh, somebody in chat was talking about um, me getting tackled on stage. That almost happened, but it was in fact the tackler who actually got tackled by my tech. He was. It was wild. It was wild. That was one of the wi- most wild shows that I've ever played. I've uh, seldom times of all the thousands of shows that I've played in my life have I ever been a part of something so chaotic it was mm-hmm. it was borderline like i thought at certain points of that set that we were gonna lose control and the and the and the what became scary was that i was watching you know usually i'm interacting with the crowd focusing on my my performance and mm-hmm. but with that show i was watching security like <laughs> at any moment becoming overwhelmed it was like the like like you boiling water to the point it's of it like spilling over. over. Like I was like, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. like any Damn. second now it's going to like hit Jesus. the burner and, and turn into steam, you know, like it was insane. That was an insane show. Insane. Just, just chaos. Everybody was just out of control. Uh, there was no lack of security. It was just a, an overabundance of energy. Mm-hmm. Like the people were, it was like, it was like we were in like a room. It was like the crowd was 28 days later zombies. And we had like an yep. invisible force field between us and them. And they just uh, wanted our brains, dude, like bad. Uh, it was insane and to watch like the threshold of security just being like overwhelmed seeing all these people like on the radios like dude we need more help up here somebody get up here 
It was crazy. crazy. Yeah, to see those those brothers play those songs, man. I mean, like I said, like you're like, yeah, I fucking love those songs. Let's go check it out. Fuck yeah. Yeah, and you, you hear them, and then oh, you're like, geez. all of a sudden, it's like your whole body becomes tingly. You're like, what the fuck is going? You just turn to a zombie. It takes you turn over. To like, yeah, mm-hmm. you're just like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> your brain rewires, and you're just like, must destroy surroundings. Exactly. When and Max I had this... tells you to fuck this place up, you fuck this place up. All right. Yeah. It's, no. It's for like sure. It's the gospel, you know, Papa yeah. Max. I'm really but... upset for missing that, dude. Is it? It's got to be coming again soon, right? I think we've closed the chapter. Uh, we've closed the book on Beneath ah, Remains, my dude. Uh, yeah, we did a whole world tour of that. Um, over since it's been, it was since 2017, we did. We started it in that tour in Russia. I was telling you guys about, and then we did South America leg, which was also insane. Um, and then we did an Australian leg, and we did another South American. Then. 2019 we brought it to europe for the first time in in the in the winter of of 2019 and then covid shut everything down and i believe it wasn't until earlier this year we finally got that was one of the first tours that got canceled for us was was that one was bringing roots to north america and oh, Jesus. it wasn't until this year that we were able to pull it off and actually make it happen. And the first leg was so wildly successful that it like forced us to do a second leg and which was equally successful. But, you know, like how they say, go out with a bang. You know, I think that was I think that will I think that was the end of it. Uh, I could be wrong. You know, there's always nice. an element like of that. surprise. Okay. I mean, we I like, like to stay busy, but I mean, I thought that we had closed the book on Return to Roots, which was another project that we had done uh, since since 2016. I believe they started doing Roots, and we did another world tour with that. We actually just did we did Return to Roots in South America, in between these two North American Jeez. Return Beneath the Rise. And tours. you survived it? You survived that? Like yeah. South America? <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. Jesus. I love going down there with those guys because like, there's no more... I say this all the time and I could not express this enough. Um, but the best fans on the planet are South American fans. Yeah, yeah. Without a doubt. And and, and uh, I know that between like, you know, a lot of other bands can say the same thing, but I must say going there with the cavalera brothers yeah it hits different dude because they are like the reigning kings of that yeah, place they're, right. like, you know they're like I mean? the biggest rock they're stars. the fucking metallica of brazil dude. yeah they are they are yeah. for sure so those shows will always be um my favorite like so to reverse engineer a little bit because we missed we got we might have skipped over i was i pissed a bunch but um <laughs> how you uh how you even got in contact with because they're because like you're max's dude now like how did that become a like a, a relationship well just like um just like everything in my life i feel like it's been like a i feel like i'm just in a weird way climbing a ladder you know and the next rung is like there's always something you know that if you you know if you pull yourself to that level there's always the next level and it's been a weird like symbolic way that i've referred to my career um 
starting with uh, starting with the absence and the meeting havoc, and seeing mm-hmm. that as the next run, and then joining up with those guys and putting out an album we did in two. Poor guy had to start with a metal. He had to start with a metal blade band. Poor guy. Jesus, what a hard yeah, one. right. <laughs> I mean, metal blade band and 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 the, and the most insane tour. Like it no, was trial by fire, it. bro. And I think no, it totally is get thrown it, in the fire. That. It's kind of synonymous with with how I've been able to achieve what I have in my career uh, as young as I am, fortunately, like having started so hard right off the beginning. And, 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 and you know, I'm fortunate for that. I'm thankful for that. But it's taught me a lot of like how to conduct myself around these legendary people mm-hmm. and and and. I wouldn't I don't want to say the wrong thing here, but not necessarily seeing them as my equal, but seeing them as a human and Humans. not yeah. and not a deity or something like having like that first conversation with them. Have that totally. first conversation with them where you're like, All right, well you're one of you're you're the same you're thing the I same, am. Dude. Like, yeah. What the mm-hmm. fuck? Like but you're, here we are playing on the same stage, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you it's cut right. us, we both bleed, you know, we're here uh on the same path you know here we are driven by the same forces i guess you know and uh, and so yeah so to go back to what i was saying meeting up with the havoc guys touring with them we did uh, an album together in 2013 coming up on 10 years is crazy to think about jesus but uh we did an album called unnatural selection and uh it was probably one of the most critically acclaimed oh well time is up was was clutch and i did work with them um on tours with that album i was not involved with that album but a natural selection was their debut and my personal debut uh to the billboard charts we we cracked Ooh. the top 200 nice. um, yeah. we did very well we did a uh nearly 70 country world tour as a DIY like thrash metal band, just the four of us, we took over the world in 2020. It was 2013, 14, and 15 when I was involved with that band. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. managed to achieve incredible things, I think. Uh, you know, travel the world. We went to places I can't even pronounce. Um, <laughs> I had to retire a passport on that, on that cycle. Because wow. of just so many stamps, you know, we went everywhere, all, all continents except for Africa and Antarctica, and Damn. Um, it was a it was a very ambitious tour, very fruitful time in my career. I thought the link to you and Nick though, Nick Shangelis was the bass player of fucking Havoc, right? Was yes, for, he after was, you. He, yep, he was. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, that album we did it was very very awesome. It was um. Mixed by Terry Date and mastered by Mr. James Murphy uh, nice. here in Orlando, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, very proud of that album. I still play those songs all the time here on, on Twitch, you know, on my Twitch channel and stuff. I still have a soft spot for those songs. Um, But then we did a tour. One of those tours we did was a North American tour with Soulfly. Max was loving this single that we had called give me liberty or give me death i think it was the first single on a natural selection that we released and max fell in love with the 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 symbology uh symbolism i mean the lyrics uh and he liked it so much that he contacted us actually 
and invited us to do a direct support gig with just Soulfly and Havoc uh, across the country, North America. Wow. And throughout the course of that tour, we became, as we've been talking about, best friends, you know, very close. When it's just two bands on the tour, it's like, here we are. You know, we're, yep. we're that line, that, that wall is dissolved. Right. You know, we, you know, we're having lunch together. We're hanging out together. We're in the same dressing rooms. You really get to see your heroes and idols being humans. So that, that was the next unbeknownst to me at the time. That was the next rung in the ladder. Uh, becoming friends with them and as close as I got with Gloria and and Max and uh, Zion and the rest of the gang you know we went our separate ways after the tour I did uh, a few more tours with Havoc we traveled the world together and kept in touch with Soulfly the entire time then in 2015 kind of Havoc kind of splintered and everybody moved we all lived in Denver at the time uh, at Dave's townhome um where i mean it was the best way to to get all of us you know we were touring eight to ten months of the year you know and mm -hmm. nobody can have a regular life when you're doing that so that was the solution there we all lived together in 2015 we branched out kind of did our own thing i mixed a uh, front of house audio for a band from montreal called the agonists still really great buddies of mine oh, yeah. and right piggybacking from that tour I played, I filled in on bass for a tour uh, in a band called Arsis. Oh, yeah. And I love those dudes. Oh, and dude, that's how I met that. like Brandon Ellis and, and uh, yeah, you dude. know, Sean Priest, an incredible drummer. It's and true, and, yeah. and Mr. Jim Malone. Fuck yeah. Good old, oh, yeah. Good old James. We, we played a show with Arsis, like one, it's like one special show we got to do that was so fucking sick. It was like, when uh necrophages did their first show in sf Damn. like it was like whatever year that was anthony i don't know was that like yeah. six or something i think it was six yeah and uh and it was like a, the, the bill was crazy that night do, do you remember all the bands like we opened and necrophages was, uh arsis alarum hmm. do you remember alarum being on that bill too i don't know i'm not sure dude but alarm, there was was a willow tip band right yeah yeah, yeah. willow tip i haven't heard that name in a long time right. but it was like cattle decap uh uh mm, yeah. animosity and shit like it was a crazy show yeah it yeah. was like this one day festival type deal yeah awesome. arsis was was yeah insane. arsis rules dude like yeah. they were one of my favorite bands mm -hmm. um and then i got the call i think it was noah their bass player contacted me and was like, dude, I can't make this tour. I've got finals. Like, I would love for you to play. And I had met them before. We did the first ever 70,000 tons of metal crews together, Arsis and the Absence and a gaggle of other bands. Close Samus up. was playing drums on that one. Oh, so that's yeah. how I met oh, Samus. Yeah, yeah. Old Samus. Yeah, yeah. The whole, everything comes around. And so, right. yeah, 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 right. Does, and so, yeah, like, I got to play with them and I kind of did my own thing 2015 going back to the timeline and it was on that tour. I ended up going to Arizona randomly running into our tour manager at the venue. Um, and the venue ended up being right down the street from where Max and glow lives. So his name is, we call him B Rob. His name is Brian. 
he was like, dude, come to the house. It was Mother's Day of all days. I was like, yeah, come on, man. You know, come, come to the, come to the house. It was the first day of tour, and uh, oddly enough, it was Arsis, Destruction, and Sepultura Damn. on the tour. And wow. so he came and picked me up, and we went to Max and Glows, had a Mother's Day dinner, and and Gloria proposed to me the idea of playing bass. Um, just for one tour because Tony Campos, who had been there in the position before me, he got the offer to go play in Fear Factory and he was already okay. like doing a side side gig with ministry. So like he was super busy. Static and, X guy, right? Static X guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Static X founding member. Damn. Love yeah. Tony. And uh he stepped away from Soulfly to focus more full time on Fear Factory. They were recording the Genexus album at the time and they needed a bass player for a tour in the fall. And since Havoc was kind of like on a, I wouldn't say a hiatus, just a little break. Everybody needed to let their hair down. You know, it was the end of the touring cycle, uh, the record cycle for unnatural. And, you know, we were all kind of doing our own thing. And um, so I said yes to the gig and basically got home from the tour um without going into too many details i will say <laughs> dave and i did not get along uh in our time together and oh, we butted heads a lot and it kind of came to a head right after that tour we had you know one conversation to end it all without getting into too many details yeah a big fight and he let me go from the band and i had called gloria immediately who i had been talking to about the soulfly gig and um she immediately offered me the full-time gig she Fuck, was like yeah. well if you're gonna come do the tour you know might as well like we need a bass player we've got a lot of stuff going on they had just recorded yeah. and i believe they were releasing archangel at the time Soulfly, and they had it would have been the uh, the first tour of that cycle, and it was with Decapitated and Soil Work in North America. Fuck yeah, oh yeah. So I, you know, you know, hit her up, and she was like, "Hold on, let me let me call Matt, or let me talk to Max. I'll call you back in twenty minutes." And like five minutes later, she calls me back, and she's like, "Welcome to the tribe." Next wow, thing I knew, like yeah. a couple of days later, I had a ticket to Arizona, and uh, all. Dave shipped all my gear there from Denver and you know I got off the plane and joined Soulfly and lived at Max's Jesus. mountain house for the better part of three months learning a lot of his discography and okay. practicing for the tour and kind of getting you know acclimated to things and that's where his base is Arizona yeah Phoenix Phoenix Arizona nice you know it's a weird connection with uh Soulfly and bass players is that when i was 14 years old i uh started a website i was like i'm gonna make a website and it was like <laughs> uh it was called sickness.net it was like spelled like slip not sickness I'm down with that. yeah yeah it was like i had it fucking it was it was 14 i was like i was going my my dad had just moved like to new mexico to albuquerque so i'd go visit him in the summertime for three or four months and i'd get bring my computer there and it was like oh fucking try to make a website you know and um so it started actually kind of take off which is kind of the fucked up part i'm like 14 i'm like just like whatever i'm like lying to like roadrunners calling me i got all these like fucking big labels calling me like interview our bands be on you know like 
head the street teams and stuff. And they're all, how old are you? I'm like, I'm 18. And I'm <laughs> like, I was totally lying to them. And my first interview in person was uh, Soulfly. And it was no uh, OzFest. It was Kitty's first tour. So Morgan, I'm still wow. friends with Morgan. And uh, I remember um, like I, the first band I ever saw live play like out of, for a big crowd. Um, one of the Roadrunner pers- people like brought me on stage. And I got to watch like Kitty, and they were fucking fifteen, and I was fourteen. You know, so like, they were sick. I've they heard were I've heard crazy stories about those girls. But How? Yeah, no, I love them. By the way, no, I but no, they're and fucking super, Toronto, super sick. Yeah, when they go, they would like fucking come out and drink with us. I would like, pay Kitty. money for those videos, dude. So I've looked for them. I've looked for them right now. I've looked for them. I've looked. I've literally because they played Shoreline Amphitheater. I think it was two. No, it wasn't 2000. How it sick would it be to see 14 years old interviewing Soulfly? No, so the best part about the story is that, <laughs> yeah, first, really, that's I know, so crazy. And, and it's fun, Disturbed was, by the way, opening the second stage, like they were like maybe the second or third band on the open on the on the second stage. And um, the Roadrunner guy brought me up to him, and I was like, they had like one hit, but I wasn't like, like, I wasn't vibing too hard. Up, but I was like, whatever. Sickness, yeah. I wasn't down. They, there was no sickness. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was, it was only stupefying. Even, ooh, it was only stupefying, yeah. dude. There's no no sickness to be down with. And uh, he came. He comes up to me, David Dram, and he's all, "Thank you." Like to me, and I'm like, I didn't say. I didn't say good job. <laughs> I didn't. I, I didn't say that though. <laughs> but but like he came up to me and like shook my hand. He's because like there, I was with he's like a the nice main, dude though. No, he was you. really nice because yeah. I was with like the Roadrunner guy and like he was like. I was, you know, eight, a faux eighteen-year-old. I'm fourteen, with my buddy Ruben behind me, and we get on Soulfly's bus. And um, after, I think it might have been Kitty first, and then Soulfly was the, the interview was next. So I was interviewing the bass player at the time, which I fucking forget his name. It was Ball Marcelo. Dude. Marcelo, yes. And like we get on their bus, and because we're like, me and Ruben, he's from South America. We were like, you know, like Sepultura, like worshippers mm-hmm. at the time, and. um we get on there and, and there's just like people in the front just listening or drinking wine, listening to jazz. Like we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> we're kids. We're kids. We're little kids. We're thinking like you know Motley Crue or something. And roll? <laughs> I know. We're thinking like hookers' asses and whatever. And like we're it like, it ain't okay. like that, bro. No, I know. I know. <laughs> I've, I've, I've come to learn. <laughs> yeah, it can be every now and then, but yeah, usually it's not. But like, uh, there's literally. Um, Marcelo, Marcelo was in the back, and I, I took, a, I had one of those cameras that you buy, the disposable cameras, mm-hmm. and I took like, a, took it back, took a picture with like me and him, and it's just a silhouette of us. It's just a black awesome. silhouette of it's our heads. And so I know I was like, Here so I'm I like, was. no, I swear to God, dude, I, <laughs> I interviewed him, dude. I swear they're like, yeah, sick, dude. Two like heads, sick. That that's you, like. Awesome. But no, uh, that was that was uh, my first in person interview in my life was at Ozfest. 2000 1999 something like that and it was soulfly bass player and it was like you know i was a child Damn. yeah here we are so, flash forward <laughs> i don't i don't see how the story relates to the podcast you lost yeah. the lost yeah. the rights to the, so the website the weeds. oh yeah yeah, yeah. no I, I was like turned to a stoner when i was still running the website it actually because it was only i don't think there was any kind of like high speed internet back then it was all you know it was the aol yeah, yeah like getting on yeah Still getting on on there the, like a, the free disc oh totally 60 minutes i just told i was just, online i got a someone answer the phone just just 21 the, i literally yeah. had that moment where he's he's 21 it's oscar shout out and uh i told him that AOL, you used to have to get a disc to go on the internet for 
or just pay for it. I know, but the, <laughs> no, you could go why pay for it when you can go to Best you get Buy. Twenty hours free. Twenty hours free discs, with yeah. this disc. You know, <laughs> and, and like, yeah, yeah, all weekend. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but no, that was it was that was such a trip to me. Like that show was actually a big influence for me, just in general, with me picking up a guitar and doing which I was already like kind of like fiddling with it, but like I remember just like the seeing the energy and like walking up and like like I remember this there's still there's pictures of me like taking pictures of Soulfly like back then and like seeing the crowd response i was like holy shit like i just i just interviewed this band dude this is crazy, crazy. i was like i know and i was like where's max cavalier he's like he's got his own bus i'm like fuck oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> you know i was like all right well i get it he's the guy i get it like god if but, i had uh, a dollar for every time anybody asked me the question where's max i would fly you all down here for a cuban sandwich <laughs> right now <laughs> well it's like my buddy's playing in um you know um Phil's only legals now. It's like, where's Phil? Like they put come yeah, play and they're like, like, where's Who's your Phil? buddy? Yeah. Uh, uh Mike and Derek. Oh, Mike DeLeon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been on here. He's been on here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you take the day out and we have dude on. Yeah, that's why I was joking for years now when we finally got uh you know hooked up together. We've just been joking for years, like, what happens when we're in the same band, bro? Like like one's day one's we almost we almost went on a tour together actually because he because he is uh he plays with richie cavalera max's son he plays an insight with them when he's not busy with whatever phil's doing and uh insight and soulfly were actually one step away from being on a uh a tour in europe actually earlier this year before everything got really weird um and everybody had to cancel you know europe yeah basically so i was like listen dude i was here first man we're gonna call you something else <laughs> like i don't know what it i'm just gonna call you day i was like i'm gonna call you day day yeah. that's easy because you don't want to like <laughs> we're gonna do, hey mike we're both like yeah yeah mike yeah, yeah. leon yeah like <laughs> no dude you're Mikey, or I, I'll be Mikey. You could be Day Day. Yeah, one of the biggest yeah, like booking so. or promoters in the Bay Area. His name's Joel too. So his his Joel two. I'm Joel one. So it's number one, number two. We oh, <laughs> don't fuck go. with it. I'm like, cause yeah, I'm like yeah, yeah. one. I'm like six months older than them. So I'm like, dude, I'm number one, dude. By biology, I'm not like <laughs> trying to be a dick or anything. Got seniority <laughs> here, dude. Yeah. I've been around. Got life seniority. Yeah, it's that's cool, man. That so happens. you. So you met up with so you started fucking tour. So it's like you Soulfly, Cavalera, like Cavalera Conspiracy as well. Cause I consider Cavalera no, no? It's separate, separate. But no, separate but you still, you do, do you do those? Do you do Cavalera Conspiracy too? There's been no Cavalera Conspiracy shows since I came into the fold. Um it's a conspiracy, the, dude. Yeah, hey. Psh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> um the, the I don't know. Um I don't think there is any definitive reason as to why. Okay. Um, when we did the Return to Roots tour, uh, we did like the head, uh, MTV Headbangers Ball, Winters, Masters of Rock. Yeah. Fucking mouthful. Oh, whoa, whoa. Tour. Um, but we did that in 2017. And I think Psychosis by Cavalera Conspiracy had just come out. And we did play one song off of that album but that is the extent of it we have never toured in in the 
nearly approaching eight years of being in Max's bands, I've never done a, a Cavalier conspiracy tour. Um, I don't even know. Yeah, because it's been all. So we call this project. They call this project Cavalera. It's just Cavalera. Yeah, that's what I call it too. And yeah. then we do, you know, it kind of started with Max and Igor presents return to roots. And that's a mouthful. So yeah. when it came time to kind of, I wouldn't even say rebrand, but kind of like brand in a way, yeah. the beneath the remains arise. It was return to Beneath the remains arise, but then it just became Cavalera. So I just say I play with Cavalera, but Cavalera itself doesn't have um, like social tags. So Igor does it all through the Cavalera conspiracy. Okay. It's kind of morphed into that. Dude, that's what sense. that's what the issue. That's is. okay. why I got so fucking Look, twisted because I know that I plugged. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make you a pie chart. All right, we'll, we'll figure <laughs> Dude, in the beginning of this before you popped on. I know yeah. I said Cavalier conspiracy. I don't yeah, know. well, if you were to look, uh, if you were to keep, you know, a tab on what it is that we've been up to since 2017, that's where you would find it on all socials would be Cavalier conspiracy. I mean, it's kind of funny. It's kind of like a conspiracy. Like what's going on with this? Keep a secret. Keep it safe. (laughs) Confusing people. Like, wait, what? (laughs) Now you see me. Now you don't. (laughs) It it was never meant to confuse. Um, It's just, there's, you know, there's who a lot owns, of okay. Mediums. So here's a good question. I don't know if you know it, but who owns the name Sepultura? Come on, who do you think? It's the who band. Bob Saget. I mean, it's the guys still playing. So who's the Sepul- guy? Okay, I, I know. I, know. I was going to ask these questions, but I've like done research, so I was going to do them slyly. That's fine. So who's the guy? Who's the guy that's we playing? We just Kool Aid manned this question. <laughs> I know. Oh yeah. I mean, we all know Max and Igor, but who's the guy that's that owns the name? I don't know his well, name. There's, um, I mean, so anyways, so I don't know I was gonna, if this. I think this yeah. might be beyond my jurisdiction, yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. To be completely no, no. honest I was gonna, with you, I was going to get a little sly with it, and you decided to ruin it, right? So I'm just what? You know. So my just my thoughts. I was going to do a yes a or little, no question. I was going to do a yes or no question. A little quicker than yours. Tonight, <laughs> I know when you started talking, I was like, he's going to ask a question that's going to be not. <laughs> not it's a. It's a. I will just say, it's beyond my jurisdiction. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, so anyways, yeah. Max and Andreas don't get along. We'll just leave it there. It it. There it is. All right. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Joel so, can just mute. To be okay. Uh, to answer your question <laughs> no, about saying anything, that, <laughs> just this is public knowledge, and yeah. this is fair enough. Okay, so the 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 most original member of the iteration of Sepultura that exists now would be Paolo. Paolo. Oh, interesting. Was the one who came into the fold after max and igor so but he's technically was not the first bass player of the band and andreas was not the first lead guitar player of the band Uh, gyro was actually and he was on recordings gyro i'm not sure how to say his last name but he's a fantastic gentleman Um, schizophrenia yes okay okay gyro was the initial original lead guitar player and i forget the name of the original bass player, but they both got replaced after those days. It was Paulo came into the fold first. And I believe, I believe there was a time 
where Paulo, Jairo, Max, and Igor were Sepultura. Then, mm. then I could be wrong, but then Andreas came into the fold, and that was like the golden era, as we can refer to it as that. You know, the the mm -hmm. the Sepultura that we all know and love. That was the that's what happened there. Totally. So why don't um, they just get along? I'm just kidding. I won't. I won't I'm just kidding. No, I was. Just, I was the, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I'm, uh, I'm just no, I'm Andreas was one of the guys. Oh, dude, we got. No, 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 let's change the subject. Let's change the subject. Why, dude? We're, we're working on thin ice, dude. Just, anyway, it's thin, dude. It's this is a uh, touchy right, subject, right. brother. We're <laughs> definitely. You know. We're like, we're like not in the weeds anymore. We're in like. Yeah, yeah. Desert. It's like we're on the ice. We're on the ice now. <laughs> sorry, dude. We're in the goddamn glaciers. I didn't realize I was. I we just entered like with that area one. 51 or something yeah 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 no i knew all about this i was going to be slight Look, i just it. don't want to speak out of place no no i know no it's, I don't it's wanna, you know i don't want to um, you'd rather have them say them that the thing than you say the look thing there's or, plenty you know. of interviews and outlets that you can totally. go and 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 i've seen them all no i know all right then i'll do that. Anthony's yeah. a, i won't really anymore he likes to dig he's a digger so he's yeah. <laughs> Look, I love Mudvayne too. Just like the next <laughs> I'm all about the dig, bro. Like, give me. Anyways, yeah. I love it's you like guys. Like you were born in 1987, dude. So what's up with the Cavalier? Bro? What's going on? Yeah. So all those uh, <laughs> what's up? the stuff that's happening when you were born, dude. What's going on? Dude? What's up? Well, with let me tell you all about it. Now I've been, uh, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be around these guys for long yeah, enough to, totally. uh, you know, I have my off-air opinions. Yeah. Uh, things you know i've seen what i've seen and i've gathered what i've gathered i will not share obviously yeah, um, yeah. but yeah man i mean everything happens for a reason i can just say it like that everything happens for a reason um let the cards lie where they fall and we're fortunate enough uh i will say we are fortunate enough Though the 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 brand and and the and the bands are fragmented, we do still have all of the original members uh, with us today. So that's something to, yeah. to take away, and that's something to be positive about. You know, it, uh, there's a lot of brothers in heavy metal. You know, hey, look at Pantera. Fortunately, like no, you know, they're, they're, they're all still with us. Yeah. So yeah, without mm -hmm. saying too much, totally. I'm happy to be where I am. Yeah, um, dude, you're killing it, man. You're killing it. Thank you. Thank and then you. you're a fucking good host too, like fucking. Hey man, come on God. over. Just take your shoes off when you come. My <laughs> shoes are off. They're off, dude. Take your, take your fucking. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. That was not a only. I'm not. I'm not flexible, podcast. dude. So that sucks. That sucks. Yeah. Uh, Just kidding, man. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm happy to be, you know, where my path has taken me. It's been a long path, you know, and. uh I'm just happy. I'm just happy to be here, man. Here's a question to kind of take things up. So, which so which drummer in your journey has made you pro, like progress the most? That's a fantastic question. Yeah, um, I've been fortunate enough to play with. Uh just I I don't have words. Some of these guys that are that I've been playing with, I think about it sometimes, and I'm just like, what am I doing here? Like, how did I get? in this situation as a mm -hmm. bass player and you know one half of what would be called the rhythm section of a band i've been blessed with an overabundance of like absolute phenom players um i i don't i can say i do have my favorite but i will say 
my top three favorite drummers that I've ever played with in no specific order would be for different reasons. Also, I must preface Igor, obviously big Igor Cavalera, um, Sean Priest from Arsis and Pete Weber, Pete Weber. um, All three of those guys have, have, have influenced me in my playing and in my uh, personally in different ways. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's not it's an injustice just to name those three because also yeah. Zion Zion is like should be right up there. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know what to say. It's like a different yeah. kind of question for a bass player versus like a a drummer because we ask a lot of we have a lot of drummers on here because we have fucking you know drummers usually Joe Casey and Joseph are yeah. the drummers. Casey and JoJo, anyway. Snap. But like <laughs> I know, but there's like to like a like a. A connection that you have as a bass player to a drummer is different than a drummer watching a drummer has you know what i mean so Absolutely. like so it's like uh talking to uh steve giorgio he was mm. like talking about like yeah, hoagland he's got a list they, man oh hoagland was like his because like he they would just do funny things off the cuff and they knew what the fuck they were doing right it was a joke and it was like for them to have fun with and then like yeah. the rest of the band be like dude chill the fuck out <laughs> this is not, right like, this isn't, I, like, i've got my out. guy like that you know I, I i've got my guy like that he's not an, a name that you would recognize but uh hell man if you ever listen to this podcast i'm sure he'd love to hear it but my friend chris merriman uh mentioned yeah. a band that i played in back in the day that sorcerer project that i did for okay. a long time that to me uh he i guess you could say would be my Hoagland to the De Giorgio. Okay. You know, we like there's uh like a wavelength of, of all, yes, of all the people that I've played with in my life, nobody has been able to read me and, and I don't want to say like that being one sided, but nobody has been able to communicate musically with me as Chris did. You know, nice. I'm still good buddies with Chris. Um, I love him very dearly. I hold him in the most highest regard. I actually really cherish this question because I don't get to talk about him enough. He was very mm-hmm. important to me as oh, yeah. a developing player because of this wavelength, you know, because of, um, you know. <sighs> is there music, anything we can music hear? Music like is a- like a form of telepathy, in my opinion. Yeah. And there's language and telepathy. I literally yeah. was just saying I was I was muted because I muted myself, but I was trying to say that right when you fucking said it was. I got you, fam. It's a, Don't it's, worry. It's like a a thing of telepathy, and I I I felt it, but I I know that you players, because I'm just the vocalist. Mm. Um, the players can get deeper into that telepathy realm and but i can still be in the room and watch it happening you know it's it's tangible it's like uh it's like you know yeah you're in this bubble and then however much of it are your brain's gonna let you be able to tap into it and you just got to be in this right like state of mind Mm. but the telepathy between a drummer and a bass player is something that i've i've learn to appreciate more in my later years of listening to music it used to always be vocalist drummer Mm -hmm. fucking shredder over it but then i started to realize if if i love drums so much 
pay attention to the bass with it and and it becomes a whole new yeah thing and it's the foundation and, of, of of you know it's makes makes two. it makes so much more sense you know i have a weird way of explaining music because i have a strange thought process in general but i feel like a band is almost like a shoe right hear me out you've got the drums which would be obviously the sole of the shoe the bottom mm -hmm. you need mm -hmm. that or you don't have footwear in general there's no purpose of having the shoe at all if the if the the foot you yeah. know if the yep. sole is not there then you have what i would think is the wall of the shoe itself the shoe itself would be the base um and well more so the melody i uh, let me stop there the melodies are what would be the the shoe itself bass and my approach to playing would be the laces that sew it all together because a shoe without laces you know it's gonna it's loose you know it, that's why i i i i, I see it that way like a, a shoe with yeah. no laces will fall off and it doesn't really serve its purpose so as a bass player it is my job to take like the rhythm of what's happening provided by the drums and the melody of what's being provided by guitars and, and be a symbiosis of both of those things yeah tying yeah. them together symbiotically as the lace you know totally when you were starting i was like yeah, yeah the bass is the laces dude the bass is the thing it's that holds it all together you know tethers each side of of this thing which is you know the percussion versus yes. the melody percussion versus melody yes bass yeah. is the instrument that should be performing both of those tasks simultaneously in my opinion mm -hmm. that's how i try to approach it you know that's play right. with Perfect, the, play play off of the melodies but play with the rhythms that's what's yeah. up dude and that's pretty, exactly how i look at it too and and i didn't look at it like that that's what i was saying earlier is i i didn't look the bass wasn't as important in my early years of listening to metal or getting into music but there it's, you it's just easily overlooked enough. historically as you, an instrument but There's this is the thing like you keep expanding the, and listening to different styles of music and you're gonna be forced to uh realize that 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 is a very very not probably one of the most important dude literally yep that that when you use that metaphor that we just said which i totally agree with it's the laces that holds everything together that's mm. that's so fucking perfect dude bro i was and that's why i, was... I love the the a lot of the bass players in music going back and listening to old music that i didn't necessarily pay attention to the bass player now i'm i'm paying attention as long as the mix is something that i can actually hear the yeah, bass that's another thing to too that's another thing with uh with metal in general i know that you know a lot of uh i've talked to nick shangel as much about this but uh bass by a producer's definition of a good mix in an album in a metal band is they're like oh it sounds sick dude and they turn yeah. it down 
And yeah. so it's up to it's up to the the bass player to be like, fuck that, dude, turn it up, fuck you, right? You know what I mean? Like, cause like I've heard you know all the arguments for it and stuff like that, and I'm like, well, it's just the low end to 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 accent the low notes of the guitar and whatever. But that's, like, yeah, that's in, it's like that's a pretty um, basic uh, basic. Uh, I see what I did there. <laughs> no, uh, that's a very common. Yeah, yeah. Application for bass to just hold down, you know, the low end and and whatnot. But we can you can do that, and also step off and and become. You know, I'm not trying to be a Jaco Prostorius. I put guys like that on this unattainable pedestal. Like that's like I don't know what to say. Like how to say it. Like there is definitely. Put it this way, the albums that I'm most proud of um, would probably be A Natural Selection by Havoc and the last two albums that I did with The Absence, uh, Gift for the Obsessed and Coffinized. Bass doesn't necessarily need to be just a frequency. Mm-hmm. It has its own tonalities that can also add an, an, a different level of of texture to melody. the song yeah you can not have like necessarily a mel- even melody like the the like if you go and listen to any of the singles off of unnatural selection like mm-hmm. the bass i'm i will be i could be following what's happening melodically with mm-hmm. the guitars but the tonality and yeah. the approach to playing the aggressive approach that i have totally. uh playing you can hear it stand out a little bit more. I'm playing the same notes. I'm following the the, the structure melodically, but it just sounds not like a guitar. And know? the dynamics of your right hand too can add things to it too, like yeah. little little treasures in there too, and little like treasures. accents. Oh, okay. you know. I know what you're fucking Tampa, dude. We're we're uh, doing the fucking, pirate. Thing. Oh, we're back to the pirates. Here we go. Buried, buried the top of every hour. We're gonna put pirate <laughs> you know, reference. You know, I'm always yeah, going whatever. I never, I'll never forget references and images. It's awesome dude. though. It's yeah, yeah, it's true. Like every every great player will tell you, like good tone isn't in your gear; it's in your hands. You know, We've heard that. and heard that when you're time, yeah. when you're mm, a bass actually, player, when you're yep, a bass yep. player, and you play even like, more so, yeah, classic like a classic approach, uh, like a I don't know, I don't want to use the wrong words here, but like a um, I don't even know what to call it. It's not like a true bass player. True bass players can play with a it's pick like or, a, or a pl- you know, <laughs> you, you are if you play bass, you're a true. I mean, uh, I don't guitar. know if you if you have. You know the yearning to play it. You're a bass player. Yeah. You want to if you're playing a bass, you're a bass player. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if 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 you play with your fingers, I guess as like as the approach that you take, you have all of your tone is coming from your hands. It mm-hmm. is your yeah. fingers, both no pedals, nothing to hide anything. You're just it's only your fucking hands. Right, or like you know, a, a pick can definitely change the tonalities of uh, of playing. You know, it gives you a different mm-hmm. approach. Um, but those tonalities can also different tonalities can be achieved through your approach with your fingers. Like my fingers are unfairly calloused. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you this: 
I have I struggle oftentimes uh, just using a cell phone because my calluses are so thick. My my phone's like that's not a human. <laughs> why are you trying to use your phone with a hot like? Is that a, like, a why sausage? Why, or a why hot dog? Put, what is that? Why are you trying to put a rock on the fucking screen right now? Is <laughs> <laughs> that a there? hot dog? You know what's fucked know. up is uh today uh really Carrie Gear sent me. I'll send all later. We'll do this. You guys should uh send me your scores. But there's a it's a it's a basic beat. It's, it goes like this. It's on mm-hmm. it's on like on you go to, on your phone and it goes like and it goes away and you have to keep it going. Mm. And it scores you on it, and it like Carrie got a nine twenty three. I got a nine fifteen or something. But it's like, but we were trying for hours, like to get like over eight hundred. We're like fuck, because it, it's like it starts like this and it goes. And you have to keep doing it. Oh and, like, it, yeah, it's I've seen your rhythm, before. and like mm. it, it's like it your natural you rhythm. It your fucks tempo. you up. Yeah, because you're like, oh shit, it's going away, and I get like excited or something, or like you know when you oh, go yeah. live and stuff for the first time, you don't have no click tracks. Like oh we have Ian, whoever can get above a nine twenty three, like let's fucking do it, dude. It's insanely hard. <laughs> it's when you have wow. to like rely on your brain to actually like to, to keep like, time. It goes away. You have know, it's a me- it's like a metronome. It's like a yeah. You goes, are like the metronome. Then all of a sudden you you're like to be consistent, and it measures you to the millisecond, like how far you're off, and scores you on it for each. What a thousands like right on beat. A thousand is perfect, which I don't think yeah. is really doable. Achievable, I don't think it's yeah. Bro, yeah. text me anytime, like, <laughs> and really? you will see how many typos all the time. <laughs> yeah. it, dude, I'm the worst. Like, with that, be, dude. We'll be on the gram, like, watch, trust me, like, we'll be talking on the gram. Yeah, you'll yeah. see me typing for like two or three minutes, but then one <laughs> sentence will appear, and you're like, what the fuck was you doing that whole time? My brother, I was hitting the wrong key, okay? These things have a mind of their oh, own. Oh, you got dude. mitts. The, yeah, yeah, the boys yeah. are thick, all right? Thick <laughs> yeah. tone, thick fingers, baby. I was born. I didn't ask for this. This is the life I chose, you know, the life that we lead. You know, I don't know. But, yeah, it'd be like that. Oh, man, that's fucking... I mean, that's perfect for the... Fu- oh, sick, dude. Casey, which is that fucking oh, video. Podcast well, sandwich. dude, to take it back to Steve, like, that's that's uh, playing with your fingers, showing your emotions. Mm, yeah, that's, that sounds like something Steve would say for show. It is true, though. Like, th- once you watch that dude play some shit off individual thought patterns, you're like... yeah. Do the three play, string bass like how bass made that is, work but that was for a specific band though it wasn't for it was a, that was, that was a testament i don't know it might have been a bitch remember he was like was the day before he was like he had to learn all these songs and he was like fuck like this string i'm not really using much so i'm gonna get rid of it as a five string or think five or six string and he took out the five middle string and he took the two out and made it a and three, right? other bands were like you're not gonna fucking do it dude and he went out there and did it oh, and wow. he's like <laughs> hold my Birkenstocks <laughs> <laughs> got this dude what I love about Steve too is like I'm a big Sharks fan and he was like sitting there he's like talking to us he's like look at this like white light in his face like yeah totally well, well. he's watching the Sharks game <laughs> like, like I was watching it too in the corner too. <laughs> I had it like awesome. in the corner too and he's like oh yeah totally like, oh. <laughs> I was like he's watching the Sharks game fucking love it yeah, dude, Fuck. Bay Area represent, dude. He's just yeah. Bay I remember Area I saw him built different. I know. Yep. I saw literally. I saw him at a show kind of recently, and I was like, 
I was like sober and I was like, oh, fuck, I, I'm too nervous. I don't want to do this. <laughs> like, still, really? even after, like, yeah, I didn't want to. He was with his uh, girl, his girl. I don't know. I don't know what he has. I'm sorry if I'm calling anything out. But he was like with someone. He's like having, he's like, you know, and I don't want to be like, hey, let me interrupt your uh, time with your friend. Uh, we did a podcast. It's pretty sick, right? What do you think? I, what, I, you I don't want to do I, He definitely remembers it. He spent four and a half hours. With <laughs> I know. Us, dude. We had to, like, be like, all right, dude, we're done. I was like, fuck, dude, I got to work like in four hours. Dude, well, we're going to get him back on sometime. He, yeah, yeah. yeah dude, I've been talking is. to him. Just we're going to work two, it out. Man. Bass players are the goddamn sickest, by the way. Right? Oh, Bass players are the best. Blush, dude. We got, we're going to get I, Nick Sean Jealous on soon, too. It's fucking going to add to yeah, the fucking let's hierarchy. Get him on here. Of, That's literally yeah. how I am in my later years. I'm I'm paying more attention to the bass players than i am the guitar players there's a lot more being done these days bass players are really finding yeah, yeah. their own confidence now you know and it's not just you know a backup in a band like it comes with the parlance of our times i think like uh we're we are way more musical now and we yearn for more intricate music uh as consumers than we have in the past like yeah you know, sure. when bass is a relatively n new infantile instrument in like the electric bass world, you know, like what we do, you know, before then it was the double bass, like standing up bass like that. And that did a completely, you know, th those <laughs> go listen to like some of those old jazz licks. You can't not hear the bass. The bass is, you know, some of those things. There was no even drummers back in those days. The bass did the percussion all in yeah one. yeah right no, totally and different so, styles of music and stuff i mean the bass was like i mean that was growing up going you know the music classes and stuff back in the day was like mm. bass holds the shit together you know and then you go into metal it's like bass follows the shit yeah you <laughs> have like, a and, lot of people just kind of you know oh well, we need a bass player and then what happens you get a guitar player that's just like okay i, I i'll play the thick strings no problem uh-huh i see you dog there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> nothing wrong with that but that just like i said in the parlance of our times now we're finding our own voice yeah um as a standalone instrument that we can do a little bit more you know there's room for the for us to do what we want to do in the music you know totally, totally. there's a there's a there's like a um folks want to hear that like uh i know this is a weird example but um polyphia polyphia i don't know if you yeah know yeah how to yeah say it. those dudes are so killer because everybody in that band and this is why everybody loves this band every dude in that band is like doing their job yeah everybody is holding their their own torch you know like the bass is doing what the bass should do the drums are super busy but they're doing what they're doing and it's like you can't have too much busyness too much busyness it's gonna be cacophonous it's gonna be like totally. too much for you to to digest and like turn folks off they've attacked things like such in a different realm though of like they're smooth they're like silky you know everybody there crazy. knows their job no, I literally went to the, see them in at the Regency, and the whole show, or every show, the whole tour was sold out. And 
and there was literally one thing they've done that's tripping me the fuck out after that show because i was kind of like last second because i've we played they opened for us one time like a long time ago like they were like Crazy. this band you know what i mean and like seeing them now um i was like there was no there was like fucking out of the two thousand people that were there there was like three metalheads there but i saw like they were metal like it was all like these like pop people they were like they, they found this Dude. like voice with the guitar like a like a backstreet boy with their vocals but they found it with the guitar that people are humming Dude, they're and up singing. there playing like hip-hop and pop yeah. like and metal all at the, the same guitar. time their song people structure are... yeah is immaculate no i was like, like sitting there going like whoa what the fuck's going on okay this band okay so you just leaped over animals as leaders now it's like a bigger popular band like out of yeah. nowhere you know and i was like your whole your whole tour sold out and animals i love you like fucking amazing but like Fantastic. this band is like bringing this um this kind of pop element to guitar this kind of like groovy like this and, and the bands that opened for them were all of their like every one of those bands that opened for them were influenced only by polyphia so it was mm. like a style that they created that was like i was like they the okay I, mean, I will yeah. say we needed something we needed yeah, yeah. Polyphia as like consumers and and musicians they're totally. doing something right now they're breathing new life that was in uh becoming a stagnant uh and dying um art form i think to be honest like my dad has texted me he's like do you know polyphia because my dad's all into what like, i'm saying it's he's they're into, taking like, the jazz stuff and people yeah, he's are like, playing guitar again you know everybody yeah, wanted yeah. to be a dj 10 15 years ago when they heard fucking skrillex which yeah, you yeah. know a lot a lot of my friends went down that path and that's yeah, fine you know yeah. i enjoy that music as well but yeah. they the 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 point i'm trying to make is they were putting down their instruments to, to pursue that approach what polyphia is doing is like making that sort of music with their instruments and I think that is so incredible right now. We we really needed that, like as as I definitely agree. But community. like the talent level of those guys is like way ahead of any I normal humans. <laughs> so I don't know how that. I haven't that, dug like, on this like, enough, but when I hear that name, I hear the main guy. He talks shit about metal. Said I'm oh, not playing metal anymore yeah. because it doesn't make any money. Metal. And no, no, like, he says metal, wait, sucks. Wait, metal sucks because it doesn't make any money. Uh, that, no, but I'm saying is like that's way worse than your quote. Who thinks <laughs> that they're gonna make money playing metal when they start playing metal? You know, no, he said I mean, people in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, I know. It I was mean, at one point a fruitful uh, venture, but for, you know, for, not it's really been oversaturated, like, and I think. You know, I guess I'm more so Anthony. Anthony, you're point. also talking about it. You're also talking about it. So he might have said something that was like, "Oh, blah blah metal, fuck it," and like you're like, "What the fuck's up with that?" And like now you're talking like, "What's that band's no, name?" I'm, I'm, in oh, the, oh, in reality, I don't care enough to actually take this stance. But this is just me in the moment saying, "Hey, I've had a few fucking drinks." This guy <laughs> talks shit about metal, dude. Let's fucking go. No, no, that's yeah. what that's why that's what he wanted you to do, though. But that's what, what, what but in don't... reality, it doesn't care. I don't care about it enough. But this guy it's made a statement like metal doesn't make any money, and well, it's like I've never see, been in. This that's not that's not a lie. So so Maury said that was not a lie. So I mean, you're not making money off like fucking metal unless you're. I mean, 
even cannibal at the top of their shit like i've talked to them about money like one-on-one and stuff and i'm like it's not it's still like at the top of the helm of like death metal it's not like That's what i'm saying though. you're not like kids also here. you know he's yeah. not even in his 30s yet so and he's you know achieved wild amount of success by but paving knows, his own way but so. he knows how to get the the social media going though he knows well how to get, like you say something like that and like boom everyone's on you and mm-hmm. it's Aside from everything trick. else, you don't they get shred. the chops that he got no, without like paying, you know, some attention to bands that we all love. Also, yeah, right, you know, right, I right. guarantee you that dude could, you know, whip out a, a dime bag riff with the quickness. But you can never play it like dime bag, though. He, I mean, who? <laughs> no one can. <laughs> who? Yeah, I mean, who can play anything like anybody else? Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the Polyphia guys, the, the, they're, I mean, before whatever you're hearing right now, which is their new shit in the last five years, like I was watching them back in the day and they were just like kind of like shredding, kind of like Steve Vai, Ingve uh, Malmstein shredding stuff. And I was like, and they were children. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I was yeah, like, but, yeah. I mean, and, you know, and they obviously learned that somewhere, you know? You don't get you don't get chops like that. Like the dude didn't grow up just solely listening to like Kanye West and was like, okay, I want to do this on guitar. No, know. You know, like <laughs> yeah, no, for no, sure. I know. He's, you he's definitely grew up talented. and was like, what, dude? Pantera, like what? Metallica, like tell me that boy couldn't shred some, you know, master of puppets. I guarantee you. That dude was playing shit live that I was like listening on album. Like you can't do that live and just did it live. And I was like, what the And what's fuck? even crazier is that he does it on like a hybrid nylon electric acoustic. And it's like, oh, yeah, there's yeah. no room for mess ups there. Like the guy yeah, is, there's no distortion. A, there's no he's an absolute prodigy. No, I know. That's basically what it is. It's like, and he, he's all like tattooed and shit. And like, I was like, I have these opinions too. And I thought, you're like, God damn it. Well, well I can't. Max, I can't Max fight makes you a on. good point right here <laughs> saying okay. about how I think it's really killer that Steve Vai stepped up in kind of kind of yeah and put a lot of the elitism to bed dude put me in my place dude so he wasn't actually talking shit i just had the clickbait he got you and here we are talking about it and now you're gonna now after this you know i'm gonna gonna give that polyphia band a listen no i was already like what is that that goat goat song was the one that made me pay attention same and that's one of the I've, best I've learned that riff I've learned, ever, I think. Ever. I've learned that riff like it took me like hours to like kind of get it like shitty <laughs> like on a guitar. And I was like, I even to tried write to learn this that. the worst to write this player. from but to write this from scratch. Like I mean, also I know they they write stuff a lot on a keyboard or on a piano and keyboard and stuff and MIDI. And then yeah. they, they take it's it fascinating to how he how he it's envisions insane. His no, he's music. a genius. He's a goddamn genius. I he's... love watching his production. Actually, well, that, I, oh, no, I, mean, I respect him in a, a totally different way. It's like it's. I respect him in like a fuck you. You're not supposed to be allowed to be alive. Way. Oh shit! <laughs> like damn. you, you are so good. Like it's not okay. Like, I don't like. This. <laughs> like I don't damn, like this. bro. That far, I mean, bro. Well, it's like aliens coming down, going like, "Hey, check this out, dude. I'm gonna do this fucking thing you'll never do and be able to ever do." And Everybody like, thought that about okay. Steve Vai, though. 20 years ago and then now he's like okay like here's a literal passing of the torch like all right dude. we are fucked because there's kids they're gonna start with polyphia playing guitar 
And then yeah. them in 20 years is going to be fuck, the most. Dude, we're going to be the, the guys in old folks home. Like, check Whatever, out I'm this just being selfish. Let me be selfish for a second. <laughs> like, you check know, like this you... out. I could play smoke on the water. How cool, how cool are the old <laughs> people of our dude. generation when we get old, dude? We're going to. It all used to be Motown and fucking old, like, 40s, 50s <laughs> shit. Now, eyes, I mean, it doesn't matter about my eyes. With I'm talking right now. Where we're going. I'm talking about eyes my eyes. See. Yeah, we don't need Dude, eyes. We're evolving. There's going to be guys driving around bumping fucking 3-6 Mafia. Uh. There's going to be people bumping uh, Spawn of Possession What's while the they drive around as they're 80. I mean, like Animals as Leaders and Polyphia both have that style where, like, you know, we t- fucking, I toured with uh, Tosin when he was filling in for Born of Osiris. And I was like, he's like, Crazy. check out my new, my new band, uh, fucking Animals as Leaders. I was like, cool. I was like, this is fucking crazy shit. And he was all, Joel, yeah. do you want a guitar lesson? I'd be like, no, nah, dude. I don't I was like, oh, no, it's like, oh, you want a guitar lesson? A thousand <laughs> it's like bucks. Nine million dollars. Yeah, yeah. He was like, dude, Joel, come jam with me. I was like, no, I'm drinking, man. I don't want to. He's all, oh, and he was like coming damn. to the backstage. I remember a couple times he's all check out check out this new thing. I, it's like this like slap, this like uh Victor Wooten slap with like a tap in it. Like, and like I'd hear it percussively with no amp. And I was like, what is going on right now? I'm not gonna jam with you. You're insane. Like you're yeah, you know, but he's on some different stuff. That's what I'm saying, but that's what Polyphia did for like that style. It's like it's a, they put their pickup in the middle, they do the middle kind of bar, uh the humbuckers in the middle sound, like kind of like bluesy tone. And they made their own sound, and that's fucking awesome. And I'm yeah, drunk. They've made I... it like they, they've, you know, they have no, nothing to hide behind. They're like, how can we, like, be absolutely bare, raw, naked, and then they make zero mistakes. It's like, except the, like they literally are the first guitar instrumental band only, where they're done, and it's women screaming. <laughs> like yeah, like no shit, right? songs like girls are like ah! it was like that just further thing. proves my point where he's no, no, doing no. something that needed to happen to music he's bringing yeah. the, the passion back to instrumentalists you yeah. know and instrumental he's he's letting people see like hey guys don't forget this is where it all started like yeah. it can sound like anything you want it to be but it started here like the fundamentals are still very present there which is dope yeah no definitely i, think I mean that's killer yeah no it's insane like i'm i'm like a, i'm being a boomer like a grumpy old man I'm like well it's not gonna last <laughs> no but uh and also those guys are so talented that that's not like those aren't guitar players you're gonna or a bass player that fucking bass player shreds and that drummer mm-hmm. shreds like those aren't like normal people <laughs> to me there's a I'm lot of like, them out there I don't like for that kind of a band to get to because I saw them and I was like, you guys are so fucking talented. Like this is like insane. I was like blown away that I went to that show. I was like, I mean, saw that show because I played with them before and they were like, they were shredding before, but this like with all the the fucking theatrics and all the stuff and standing up on the boxes and shredding and lights and the new fucking mm. uh, nylon string thing you're talking about, like so much of that. And I was like man you guys are gonna be like in sync but with guitars like, i'm down with that dude no, me too like, no i think I'm that's super so down with sick that. no i know i felt like a weirdo with the metal shirt on i was like am i like i thought it was like what? i saw these guys first fuck you guys it's like a black you're, now you're, like, yeah you're the only black shirt everybody's like <laughs> yeah. look at that guy 
It's like Little wearing, Hawaiian, a, wearing a Hawaiian was... shirt to a Cannibal Corpse show in '98. You're like, what? Uh, I know. No, to- I mean, we've you know, Paul Paul Masvidal is like our bro now, and like he used to have to open Sick. for Cannibal in like '90. What was it? '98, '97 for like a jazz kind of like weird or 94 95 yeah right, right early how early crazy was dude. cynic dude cynic yeah it's like there's like weird jazz know. band everyone's just like boo because it's Oof. like we want death metal and like but they're like the most talented band like you know what dude, i mean traced in air is like a oh, deserted island record for me it's my top three of all time yeah incredible yeah I fully, I fully fell in love with Focus first, and Trace Air is one of those albums that I was like, Whatever, oh, it's dude. Like brother, dude. No, dude, check me out. Like, obviously, there's differences, but Trace Air was one of those albums where I was like, here's a comeback that I'm like, of course, oh, yeah, this makes sense. They've, they've had this much time since then. Of course, they're going to expand and change as players. And there's callbacks to focus on the album yeah for sure it's it, it and it's thus them just saying hey this is where we're at currently and look now being at this age with that album as much as we had i'm like dude that is a fucking probably my favorite comeback of any album yeah, yeah. so different than focus of, uh, traced an arrow was just like uh, like a true shedding of skin like a metamorphosis, yeah. you know, and, yeah. people I, need and that's to one I, one of the reasons why I love Paul so much because he like you know he did his work with Death, which everybody loves, right? Yeah, and and then he branched out on his own and did his work on Focus, which everybody loves, and then he went into the lab and fucking metamorphosized into Trace and Air, and literally people were well, just like, it, this is like, not a lot of people pay attention lab, to uh, yeah. Portal. Which was right after. Focus. Yeah, that's another fucked up one. And and Aeon spoke, which was yeah, Aeon spoke's killer. Totally oh, a deep cut, a, a, a totally different version of Paul and Sean, and and you get this hodgepodge that's been mixed in the cauldron, you know, and and you get the trace nair after all of that experience, so you know, they experience yeah, you like see. Focus and 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 Portal and Aeon spoken and they just put it all together and that's what came out in Trace and Air and I think the the um the percentages of all those groups fell into Trace and Air very nice, dude. Yeah, the old and school fans were like my my buddies that were like older than me were like I don't know about this Trace and Air stuff. It's all, all about folk and I was like I was like kind of slowly yeah yeah yeah. it's it's just like it's a time and place it's like a it's like i talk about napalm death earlier it's like it's like they were there for when it came out so they were like no this is my thing it's like when you saw green day for the first time at playing their garage show and then they're like selling millions of albums well we'll fuck them i saw them you hear boulevard of book and dreams you're like (laughs) excuse me (laughs) what are you doing i was so nerded and geeked out on focus though when that that bootleg of evolutionary sleeper came out oh, oh yeah yeah, i remember that yeah. incredible it was, it was so, uh, one of my favorite bootleg of a live that they did over seas or whatever and um Little black maybe i listened to that so many times yeah in anticipation for the for something else that would drop you know and um 
I think it was Adam's Murmur or something was like the next. I just poll. learned that song on guitar a couple days ago. I was like, I'm gonna because I have a Strandberg because fucking Paul like was like get a Strandberg or like a I don't know it's back there. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, uh, Jesus Christ, that's a weird guitar, and I love it. I love it to death, man. It's so fucking. It weighs like like a half pound. It's like yeah. it's like a ported like body, and it's got this fucking those Endurnecks. Which actually, have you ever fucked with an Endurnek? Which like, one is that? The one that's like ergonomic. It's ergonomic, so I don't want to. I don't want to go back because I'm drunk. But like, there's like a <laughs> neck that like there's like a neck that goes like so. It's like well, it follows your thumb. So it yeah, your thumb, so it's like in a diagonal. My buddy Per has his guitar. His Strandbergs are like which, which, which Per? Which Per? Nelson. Per Nelson. Oh, Scar symmetry. Jesus Christ! All right, nice, anyways, let's change dude. the subject. <laughs> Why? You, you like the like... gnarliest? The gnarliest fucking. Oh, his guitar uh, was born in on like Mars. No, that guy's <laughs> insane, dude. That's like yeah, that's the f- guitar I want. I want his guitar. So anyway, the true temperament frets and stuff. Oh my god! I got to hold. I got to hold the. Uh, I hung out with him at Nam m- many years ago, and I got to hold right before he announced he was going to play with Meshuga. Yeah, he busted out. He had it in like a soft case, and I met him right in the beginning, right when you walk into Nam in the convention yeah, yeah. center, and. uh we had we, we I, I didn't get into it, but him and I have toured together, and I worked with his band for uh, an awesome tour. He actually was, he actually helped write some music in the Absence for oh, a while. He was a member it. of the Absence for a, a short period of time. Damn. Per and I, yeah, we've we've been friends for over a decade now, and he had his singularity, the 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 signature singularity, the blue one. That was like yeah. gonna be ended up being like the Meshuggah guitar, uh, and he busted it out like in front of everybody. And he's just like, "Yeah," I was like, "I don't know what to do with this, thing, bro." <laughs> like, what? Like, it looks awesome, dude. <laughs> Thank you. And he's like, "Yeah," like hold it. And I was like, "Uh, those true temperament friends." I don't know what to do with my hands. Has any? I know. Guitar Has anyone real good? Love that. Love that callback. Always, dude. Has Talented anyone ever done life. that with the bass though? The true temperament with the bass? That's not a thing, right? I don't see the necessity of it. I yeah, mean, I have a I, one notes. of my one of my B one thousands I was talking about before. Um, I have a fan fret version of that, yeah. and I, I understand the science behind it. I appreciate it. It actually is really pretty dope. Yeah, the reason yeah. I don't play it as often is because my string endorsement does not provide a um or what do you call that like a lower uh, like a, a a gauge string to kind of make that work they don't provide they don't create uh a multi-scale mm-hmm. set of strings yeah. yet so it's like shit's all fucked up when like as far as the tension's all messed up when you yeah, yeah. It, it just doesn't work so i kind of that's like a trophy base for me it's kind of just chills but i do love it i understand the science it makes perfect sense to me i appreciate it but for me, it's just something I don't need, you know. Yeah, something, yeah. It's a little too many bells and whistles for me. I'm like, I've been playing so long, for, you know, and the way that I have it, like I've got my stuff pretty yeah, down packed. So when you do like drop A though, like when you have a drop A, you have a certain gauge for for a, a drop yeah. A versus. If like I a, were to, yeah, if I were to go into A, I would prefer probably 130. Uh, one. Uh, what do you call that? Well, yeah, one thirty gauge. Okay, okay, gotcha. So, 
but usually I play a lot of all the Soulfly stuff is is B standard, and I have one twenty fives on the B. But taking that next step down to A, yeah. How much nicer is fucking up. standard tunings for fucking string gauge? I mean, I have the I have the Spectre. I'm recording Odious right now on. Right? Lovely. Nice. Yeah, but um, I love Spectre. But, but I have like the we're tuned to drop C sharp, and mm. then I have that A hanging over there. Or the, 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 the B the B string hand, I was like, what do you do with that? Like, do you <laughs> what do you do? You tune it to a fourth lower, or do you like what do you do? Like for me, it's like I don't, I might not use it, or just yep. turn it standard, or I've, I've, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it in there somehow. I'm recording like right, kind of around now, but I'm like, I don't know. I want to throw some like lower notes in there. I feel like A is like the cusp. That's like once you get to A on bass, that's like anything lower is like it's now mud. It's interesting you say that because I've been playing a lot of Fear Factory on my stream a lot since we've been jamming with Dino and Soulfly. Oh, yeah. You do a little Fear Factory jam, a couple of songs of his. Yeah. And um, when he goes down into like G and, and I think F sharp, mm-hmm. I don't, I'll play that on my standard E basses. Yeah, yeah. Because like, I'll just play it in the, because it's, the it's, it's, it it's a higher register, but it's like, Dude, what do you want me to do? Like, I try to do like a like a like a dog whistle, like like a, <laughs> like so low, it's like only dogs uh, forget over it. It's like for tension's sake, you know. And like, yeah, yeah. M- my my longest scale length would be like a thirty. I think I have a thirty. I think my, I think I have a thirty-four, but I never use it. And I think okay. I, most of my bases are like thirty-two. You really can't. I mean, I'm not trying to play a 150 gauge string, you know. Yeah, what I mean? yeah. Like, it's like fucking it's just, carve out your fucking your, yeah, your string not, fucking holes. Too so much. Get, yeah, yeah. I know. So just play it in the higher register and keep it nice and tight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, if I, I were to, if I were to be playing in Fear Factory, obviously I'd have to like consider you know playing on a six string or getting some sort of extended scale like, uh, extended scale length. You want to stream for like 24 hours. It's not a big deal. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <tired>. <laughs> but no, what, what would you do in my position? So drop C sharp band. So drop C sharp. So obviously it's a, it's a half step down, drop D. And mm-hmm. then you have, the, you have a low B above it though. What would you tune that to? That's a nerd question for you. Just rip it off, dude. Because if you're going down, <laughs> if you're going, I would imagine, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but if yeah, you're playing was, what you're playing, the music that you're playing, how often do you even go up there? This seems like a. Well, I mean, it's like for a heavy part or something. Like, I want it as like a, a secret weapon to like to accent like a heavier like part. Like a bomb or... note. Like something yeah, yeah. like. Totally. Hmm. What would you turn that to? A? A is like a lowest <sighs> note for a bass for me. I would want to bar that note and do like if you were dropped, maybe because, yeah, like a be. so, like, yeah. a, it'd be a flat, you do a flat, so like mm. a bar, okay, okay, so you have like an octave. Right. Torch does that. You ever heard of that band Torch from South uh, Florida? I've heard Torch. the name, yeah, they're crazy, dude. So they have, um, they'll play in standard, what do they do, standard tuning. <laughs> and uh or maybe it's i'm not sure but they're um they tune down and i think they're so they'll do drop and then the the, the lowest one is uh, an octave a from e a d g b e okay, yeah, yeah. so it's like 
it's just like you know being like it's just like excuse me that's what like Tosin does with the with the when he did got the A string, he was like, it's an E. The low mm-hmm. string is an E, but then there's another E. It's like so he knows where he's at, like frame of reference, like can have that. And a lot of bands do that now. It's like just like it's a low, it's like a weapon. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like a weaponized low yeah. string that you can use. Like playing, you know, that's kind of like, you know, Les Claypool plays a lot of stuff in like a five string. Yeah. And he'll, you know, most of the song will be rooted in E. And then every mm-hmm. once in a while instead of going up it go and it's just oh, yeah, like whoa 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 <laughs> children about him does that oftentimes as well they'll be like you know riffing on e and playing in a lot of standard patterns yeah and then when the bass times to step off what's a good example of a great song that they do uh every time i die i follow the reaper Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, down, 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 Who's the elephant in the room that wasn't invited? Yeah, who's that? Who that boy? That hippo will fuck you up, dude, dude. Yeah, dude. dude. The hippo. The hippo, dude. That's a radio station in Santa Cruz. Is but, it? Uh, what it's called? 104.3, the hippo, dude. It's, it used to be KMBY. But anyways, <laughs> we're going three and a half hours in. But anyway. You know, I, know, I know that. No, dude, we're doing three and a half hours in. I know that fucking Mike's been to, or touring, streaming since like fucking, since like three <laughs> this true. morning. So and he's got a wife, dude. Like we gotta let him go. You gotta let him fly. Yeah, I haven't kissed my wife in a while. I'd like, to yeah, yeah. Let's not kiss his wife. And this guy's got a wife right here with four kids or seven kids. You have seven. Yeah, I get to go kiss them tomorrow night, dude. Oh, nice. I forgot. Oh, so far about that. He just sold his house, so now he's in a working. I'm in a, living. I'm, yeah, I'm separated work. from my family right now. It's kind of rough Dang. Monday through Friday, but it's all good. It's not going to be this. Uh, it's just a temporary situation. It's oh, we got raided just before now? the dawn. Oh, we just got yeah. oh, raid. Oh, raid. No, raid. Mega Mike. We're raiding Mega. Yeah. No, we're they're already up where I'm planning to get my place, and they're already in the school system up there. They're doing school up there. Luckily, Do you have any kids, Mike? Not yet, my brother. That's. Pro- I mean, it's, Anthony's it's, Italian. He's like seventy-eight. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm only I'm three years older than you, but I got three kids. Yeah, that's okay. I love it, dude. I really yeah. do. Being a dad's something that that made me have a purpose. I've heard yeah. that, you know, and uh, I definitely am, am very much um, curious. Not curious. I'm excited to have kids. I would love to. I can't wait to, you know, be a pop and 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 teach the youngins. That's what it is. Is your wife your age? Is she around your age? Your wife? Yeah, she's she's two years older than I am. Okay, so so you got yeah. like a few yeah, more years, okay. and then just you know, got to start yeah. popping out. We're just trying mm-hmm. to you know get the foundation built. It's not easy, yeah, yeah. dude. It's no, not it's easy. easy. No, you know, I know. I'm not working a nine to five. You know, I got to try. No, to Anthony, has, Anthony no. lived around his family too. If you're gonna like, you know, if you're gonna tour like eight months out of the year, bro, don't have kids. 
that's pretty much yeah that's pretty much we're gonna get real on this like eight months you're saying eight to ten months out of the year don't have kids bro it's pretty much the same reason why i still drive the same truck why am i you know gonna and why am i gonna make a you know uh five hundred dollar a month payment to a car to sit in my driveway just to be like yeah dude i got this sick ass lexus (laughs) it cost me a grand and i haven't driven it in three months yeah yeah and so this is what i'm saying i got i got three kids and i miss them monday through friday i still see them on every weekend going and touring eight months out of the year you're never gonna fucking see your kids bro i wouldn't want to do that to them you know, exactly when I, when, it, when the time comes for me to be a parent i'm going to focus on that just as as heavily as i focused on my career but mike has come so point. far like stop trying to tear him down with kids and stuff like Jesus oh Christ, no it ain't even like that. you brought up the kids you fucker <laughs> you brought them up <laughs> i want to sit the server i apologize <laughs> all good man no all but good. that's that's for real do your thing as long as you can do it bro yeah that's, that's the whole for thing sure as I, I will quote Mr. Uh, Papa Hetfield here, you know, heavy metal is a young man's game. I'm trying yeah. to get it in while I can, you know, and I'll figure but out what's going young, on. Uh, but feeling young can also be a mental thing to a certain point, dude. And you can, you can ride that out as long as, I mean, shout out to the death metal dad, Mike Hamilton. Look at that motherfucker, dude. It's Hamilton, baby. Straight up, dude. He's, he's been he has zero kids, right? Beating the skins. He has zero kids. Yeah, but I'm just saying for your body. And now we, we you brought it back to the kids. You don't even have kids. Sorry, I'm trying to raise someone. I thought it, I know. I'm trying to multitask. I'm trying to like do a polyrhythm <laughs> like oh, conversation damn. and rating. Well, Who should I raid? Mike, you're a guest of honor. Who should I raid? Who should we raid? Uh let me give it a little this look. This is the see. pro oh. right here, dude. You should watch Mike's fucking shit. He's fucking he's a shredder, dude. Mike's Mike. I don't know if he is on, but like he's not gonna care about us. Wait, Mega Mike is on. Is he on? Yeah. He's right here. I can't scroll down. Oh, maybe because I have this weird filter on. Mega Mike's and playing some crazy looking Pokemon before thing. we raid. Because Why the fuck, do I not have Mega Mike? Sorry, Vince, I love Mega Vince Mike. told me last week that we have the awkward ending because we don't say goodbye or anything you have the awkward the you're a part of this so why are you saying you well because i have to do it so we're rating mega mike okay don't <laughs> raid until we say goodbye to the people no, that we send over i there. say goodbye and then you guys keep talking no but no, no. Least, the people Anyways, that are with mike, us that we're about to send to mega mike no no i know from one mic to another mike thanks for showing up man it was fucking i'm so glad i fucking found your channel Hey, likewise, and I fucking literally watch it all the time. Whenever it pops up on my phone, I'm like sitting, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna fucking watch this channel for a while. It's fucking yeah, so much fun. Dope. You're just jamming all these old songs and new songs and things. I I have a lot of fun just sitting here, just going like at, at my computer. I'm like stoked. Like, which take have like a... gnarly ADD, ADHD, whatever. I'm like, I'm like watching. He's all, oh fuck. I'm like into your <laughs> shit. So, and we got a little bit of a crossover. Impressive. We got a little bit of a crossover in our our fan base too. Yeah, yeah, we got a lot of mutual a, friends and a, a couple lot of, of people that have been like, "Oh shit!" How do you say your last name again? How did you say it? Leon, Leon, Mike, Mike Leon, Leon, dude. Yeah. Oh, Mike Leon's coming on, dude. Fucking... Yeah, sick. No, I was psyched. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Because yeah. I, I just, I just threw something in your chat, and you're like, "Dude, fucking have me on." What's going on? I was like, "Yeah, right. saw, dude, saw, dude, get at me." 
Assad, dude. Carne Assad, dude. Carne Assad. Dude, that was a, that. I loved. I loved that little blip in the. This the is why I rate it. I'm just kidding. Assad, dude. I'm drunk. Assad, I'm drunk, dude. Assad, dude, thanks for coming on, though. That's fucking sick, man. And I'm so <laughs> stoked to see you. Like, I mean, you're probably fucking doing great on almost better than probably touring. Doing, uh, you're, you're fucking killing it on fucking on Twitch, man. It's thank it's you, man. Really cool to see. Yeah. I know. Yeah, it's been a long, like, it's been a long and arduous journey, but I'm super proud of everything we've built here, and I love my community, and uh, I love the Twitch community in general. Like music, it's just really been awesome. So like, I've made a ton of friends, you know, and and uh, on a medium that, you know, kind of just fell into my lap in a in a difficult time. When the whole world shut down, I still managed to meet new people. And I think, I'm, you know, I'm super thankful for that. And I'm happy to be, you know, still doing it. We're about two and a half years in. July of next year will mark three years of Damn. streaming on Twitch, which is July insane what? to think about. July 10th. Okay. I'm 27th, so it's oh, my birthday. Crazy. Yeah, we did up. start right at the same time. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. my, birthday, my birthday is July 27th, so I was trying oh, to, like, dang. make, like, Mix a party in with your. My know, wife's like, July eighth, dude. So it's like all to party on there. Twitch, dude. That's a fact. <laughs> thing that's Twitch loves we, is a good birthday. We talked about this a little bit on the Nixon Jealous thing of like the the future of like what's you know like money and metal and stuff and 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 Ozfest is that to this weekend they're trying that they're trying the Ozfest thing. Who knows? I think it's super think... ambitious and. Yeah, yeah. I hope it but works. But I mean, so but so we'll solar see. system over down. Solar system over down. Yeah, it's true. I mean, <laughs> hey, I mean, you know, ambition pays off. You know, it might work. It might. It might not. Yeah. That festival looks pretty rad. I think they should have promoted it for a little bit longer. It's crazy. Yeah, They're no like, yeah, next happen. week we're doing it. Check it out. Motorhead's gonna be there. Everybody's like, excuse me. It's like he's still alive. I thought he died. What? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> That's gonna be. You know, They're trying like a metaverse fucking Ozfest. Awesome. You know, I think it's we'll I think it. it's pretty killer. Yeah, is I'd it, like to see their avatars. I'm out immediately. If they're like avatars, like, man, man, man. I'll be doing crazy train. I'm gonna be like, go fuck yourself. Like, I want like a, a virtual reality show. Is what I Throwing want. Buckets like, of digital water on the crowd. I want to see you go like, crazy. <laughs> Everybody's in their room with a pass out the digital like, acid, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pass the virtual doobies. <laughs> You're like gra- trying to grab it, like shit. It's not yeah, uh, you're in your room. Shit. Well, thanks again, Mike. I, I appreciate. Yeah, it. I know it's like I had a great time. Like it's like yeah, likewise, dude. Thanks for having me. You got oh, yeah, pretty brother. deep, pretty deep yeah. combos there. I'm I'll down do it again. Sometimes I didn't even didn't even scratch the surface, dude. Oh, dude. Vortex dude anytime deep. you want to come on, you're always welcome anytime, dude. Yeah. Can't wait to see you guys in person. And we got a pretty huge Soulfly tour um, in the works for 2023. So, dude, me and Joel is a, oh, a yeah. date combo for a Soulfly show. Sounds like oh, a dang. nostalgia uh, overload, dude. We need to do it. I got a very important question, though. Where where are we going to eat? I'll give you, uh, you got some time whatever, to think about it, know, and figure it out. But we, 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 we going to eat. Want? If we if we if we're in the bay, we'll figure out some dope shit for sure. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to eat dope shit only. Yeah, yeah. It's Fuck all drinks. that bullshit. I'm just kidding. Um, Take me to a Whataburger. I'll be highly upset. No, God, no, no see, no, I no. had fucking Michael lined up now, and now I fucked it up because I'm drunk. Yeah. 
eating eating good food is Mike Drummer. Mike Drummer, what? Huh? Mega Mike Drummer. Mega Jesus, I'm fucking yeah. I need to get off this podcast. (laughs) Why? Why? I'm too drunk, dude. Nice. That's fine. Mega Mike. I, I, I typed in Mega Drunk just now. I'm not even kidding. Well, that's, Damn, that's son. Like, Let's get this. That's the universe telling you what I you're not. Super, I worked so I worked 14 hour days, two days in a row, and then came on a podcast. So I'm I kind of raged a little too hard to Mega Drunk. All right. Mega Drunk. Mike. All right. <laughs> We're rating right now. But let's about right. this. Hey, love all it. you guys that have been with us. Go hang out with Mega Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, man. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. him. You guys, dude, Mega oh, Mike okay. rules. I love Mega Mike. His bands. Gonna... I, th- I think they opened for us. It was a Soulfly tour. They opened for us in Spokane. No, not Spokane. I forget where he's from. Jesus he's a killer Christ. drummer, killer dude. Oh, no, he's We've rated him a few times on our stream. No, so. I've, I've watched actually. Like his stream was probably how I like got into your stream because I was like watching him like all the Quite time, possibly. That one he did like for like fucking a week long or something. Yeah, that was like time was crazy. He was like sleeping and shit, and I was like, "Hey, what's up?" I was like, trying "So to like, dope." <laughs> no, maybe yeah, it was Mike. Insane. I think I feel like it was Scott though. Scott Carstairs, maybe. Oh, Scott got us into it. Scott got us into the uh, Scott and uh, what's his uh, Max actually anomalous too because he just did our podcast and he's all I'm gonna go on Scott's um, podcast or a uh, stream and I watched that and I was like, "That's sick!" And they were trying to jam live but there's a little delay but the, yeah they're kind of making yeah. it work a little bit though and it's like, sick dude scott is the sickest we could talk oh, about yeah. scott for all day oh god i know do you want to go all day i'm just kidding all right thanks for uh showing up <laughs> <laughs> all right dude well, yeah, let's wrap it dude thank yeah. you guys so much for having me on and thanks dude, all, yeah, everybody in the chat for Super hanging sick, out bro. We'll you're always you welcome time. back dude let's really do anytime it. you want all right you say that a lot but i'd like you definitely to come back on again dude yeah, we got plenty to chat about. Oh, there That's goes what's the up, raid. dude. That's what's up, dude. Did I yeah, do the raid right? Gu- you're a gas, man. Thank you, guys. I fucking for sure, the dude. All the time, dude. I had a great time. <laughs> Joel, uh, we miss. Uh, no, no, he said Casey's, Casey's gone for the night. Casey's right. got the flu and had to. Pass I got. I gotta go to bed too. I love you yeah. guys. Yeah, um, likewise, man. Thank you guys so oh, yeah. much. We had a great time. All right, come back next week. We'll be here. All right, Rock it out. Bye. Bye.